Blog Talk Radio. Kane is in the building. Hollywood cold, I'm with Molly G, bro, flying Holly Grove chicks to my Hollywood shows, and I want to tell you something that you probably should know, this that slumdog millionaire Bollywood flowing up, my real friends never hearing from me, fake friends write the wrong answers on the mirror for me, that's why I pick and choose, I don't get you confused, I got a small circle, I'm not with different crews, we walk the same path, but got on different shoes, live in the same building, but we got different views I got a couple cars I never get to use Don't like my women single I like my chicks and twos And these days All the girls are down the road I hit the strip club And all them bitches find the pole Good afternoon everybody It's Thursday afternoon 6 o'clock on the dot That means it's time for three solid hours Of Southern Sports Central I'm Richie I'm alongside the coach Eugene Benton Going to join us here now As uh, Eugene and I work ready to bring you all of the exciting things that have been coming out, not only in the world of college football. How about the Big Ten doing big things in the ACC? Sounds like they're right behind them. But what does that mean for Notre Dame? Man, the Big Ten and the ACC talking about only playing there in the conference? I mean, they might be out left out in the cold. Now, that, of course, also going to be talked about all the way down to the high school ranks tonight because – well, there is a few ideas that they may be going with with this COVID thing in the Palmetto State here in South Carolina. We'll talk about that here tonight, and we want to hear from you as well. Now, we do have a few guys that are going to check in at 612. Cole Bryson, he is the voice of the Rebels. That's right, from Burns High School, the voice up there. will check in with us from the upstate at 612. And then, well, we catch up with the guy that writes for the state paper, Lou will check in with us. That's right, Lou Benjet checks in at 7 o'clock and tell us his thoughts from the Midlands and from the state paper on all the things that are going on. Of course, the SEC has yet to come out with their conversation, but maybe Lou's got an inside track from them as well. But so much to cover in three hours to get it in. Now, we have opened up the line for the most part for the coaches of the state of South Carolina tonight to call in and let's hear how would you handle this upcoming season that right now it looks like is going to be completely different than it's ever been before, which means football not in the fall, but early in the spring. Well, not really. It looks like a January kickoff date. And, of course, baseball, softball, and a few other sports are going to be the first ones to see the field once we get back up and running. So without further ado, let me bring in Eugene Benton. Eugene, what's up, buddy, down in, of course, uh, the North Charleston area? Hey, Rich, and actually, you know, uh, I have a connection to that whole um, ACC thing, and uh, it looks like Notre Dame is going to be allowed in um, because they have seven – they had it set, have it set up, or, or I guess the projected model has seven uh, conference games, so Notre Dame would be the eight. So it does sound like, obviously, you know, it's, it's a money deal, but uh, they, they've invited Notre Dame to participate to make it a, an eight-game or eight-conference schedule. 
So it does look like they've been in talks with uh, their pseudo-conference foe, Notre Dame. Uh, sore subject for me. I've, I've always thought they should be in a conference, and hopefully I thought this might have been one of those I'll teach you a lesson things, but looks like uh, the ACC is going to make it work for them. But, man, you know, that's huge news. And, you know, the first thing I was that I thought of, as you've seen on our Twitter page, is, you know, if the ACC is playing ACC and USC, the SEC plays SEC, no Clemson, Carolina. I mean, I guess people can argue it and say, hey, you're both in the confines of the same state. But it would give each team a ninth game, and that's probably not going to work out for NCAA rules and, and however they set up for bowl games. You know, that's to be determined because only these conferences have set up, you know, what they're going to do. It sounds like the Big Ten's going to play ten games. Um, we're up to ten games. So, you know, if it could be could be a factor where we don't have that end-of-the-year rivalry, the in-state rivalry game. So, wow, that, that could be a huge thing for the state of South Carolina. Um Oof, uh, yeah, just it's kind of shocking actually. I'm still haven't let that one set in. Uh, set in, you know. The, there's no for me, no Florida, Florida State game. Um, you know, so that's that's kind of terrible for me. Um, other teams, you know, who won't get to duke it out, Georgia, Georgia Tech. You know, these are these are uh, some of the schools that have these long-standing rivalries that that uh, looks like aren't going to happen. But um, you know, and Notre Dame, Southern Cal, Notre Dame, Stanford, some of those big rivalry traditional type games. Uh, won't be won't be in the works, but you know life goes on. You know, hopefully it at least gives them an opportunity to play the game. So it's kind of like you know you got to be thankful for what you get. You know, my my grandmother used to have a thing, and it was uh, uh, be thankful for what you get and don't pitch a fit. So uh, <laughs> while people may be unhappy, yeah, bringing it back from my grandmother, but yeah, that was one of her famous sayings. Is uh, you know, and, and that might be it. Other one, you know, it could be no football at all. You know, ask those baseball folks how it feels. Doesn't feel too good, you know, to train and get ready and get all excited and have your schedule set, you know, looking across your roster, thinking you got a chance at a title, and boom, it's all over, crashing down to no more season. So if any of the football people want to gripe, go talk to the baseball folks and see what they have to say. Um, you know, it's pretty interesting topics. You know, the uh, proposal we saw floating around from various news sources, um, you know, about these uh, shortened seasons and flipping football to January, baseball, softball up front. Wrestling in the late, late spring, I uh, thought something like uh, April, May, um, which would be tough even for any sport if COVID's still around. That's probably the hardest one out there to play or participate in. Um, even And I saw the, the one of the competitive cheers was down there, too. I guess that's the one where they grab and throw the uh, young ladies in the air and all that stuff. So, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting proposal. Uh, I, again, that might be one of those things where we don't pitch a fit and we're thankful for what we get. Uh, that is, if you're a senior, I'm sure you want to play. I'm sure you want to play. You've been trying to play a game, practice, you know, sometimes eight eight years or more. And uh, this is your last shot, last go-around. So, as a senior, you know, whether it's 10 games or seven games for football, or I think it was like 12 or 16 for baseball or basketball, if that's what you get, it's better than not having a season. And, again, you got a problem with it. we got plenty of links to 2020 athletes who didn't get to play. Hit them up. Ask them how they feel. I'm sure they'll tell you take 12 games if you get it because it sucks to not have any. So, uh, you know, so that's out there. And that's one of those things, you know, you got to tighten the belt and toughen up. Um, and some coaches don't like the proposal. Some are just, all right, well, just tell me what to do because I really need to know, especially like the baseball guys. They come up front. They just came out of a season where their season was ended. So if they're coming out the gate, this would right now in July would essentially be their uh, December, January and preparing for the season. 
And that's why, you know, when we talked about this opening up to the high school coaches, um, you know, I, I didn't want to come off as an anarchist, um, and, and it's actually opposite of that. I think these high school coaches need to get together. Uh, they are it, – it's not – I don't see the high school league as um, a dictatorship. Um, and I've watched a bunch of the conferences, you know, from, from the commissioner and things like that, and he's mentioned so many times, he's like, look, we are just the governing body um, administering your votes. You know, it, we enact the laws and the rules that you guys propose and vote on. You know, he's, he's not a dictator. He's kind of like – it's kind of like a, a representative democracy, kind of like a republic like the United States is. And so, you know, if these high school coaches and athletic directors really want to have a season, uh, I, you know, I would say, hey, guys, you know, because a lot of them are sitting around and saying, man, you know, we need a decision. We need it fast. We need it now. You know, and, and we had some guys on the show the other night and head coaches, you know, and they were just like, you know, if we leave it up to high school league, nothing's going to get done because no decision's going to be made. And here we are at the start of school and no decision's going to be made. So naturally the next thing is, well, we don't have anything, so we just cancel it. So, you know, my advice to them is you guys, you know, you guys know how to talk. You've got phone numbers. You have email addresses. You don't have to sit in a conference room face-to-face. There's Zoom meetings. I've seen tons of them with high school coaches and athletic directors um, around the state. Uh, get together. Do it regionally. Uh, the coach, oh, my gosh, the coach from James Island, he had a great proposal. So why don't we just have these regional coaches get together, you know, sit at the table or, or conference or whatnot, get a proposal set for it. And then send it up to high school league and say, all right, look, we want to, we're going to vote on this um, because we need a decision. And, you know, it kind of started funneled some, some other conversations. I was in a, a group thing on Twitter the other day with a, a large amount of high school coaches, assistant coaches, head coaches, athletic directors, um, about the four-quarter rule. Uh, you know, a lot of the football guys, and this is a football-only issue. It used to be an eight-quarter rule. Then it went to a four-quarter rule. Uh, a lot of states have six. I, I saw there were several coaches in, uh, I think it was Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, that was uh, part of that group. And they were like, you guys don't have at least a six? I'm like, no, we went from eight to four. You know, and then it was defined as a four is that doesn't mean you can play three quarters on a Thursday and one quarter on a Friday or two on Thursday, two on Friday. Because if you play any on Thursday, you're out on Friday. And I've seen so many, especially the smaller school coaches, you know, in that chat, and I said, you know, it just it just crushed me. I had to basically do away with my JV program because, you know, they threw out an example of a quarterback. You know, a small school, you know, I'm lucky to have two good quarterbacks, two guys that can go in and make plays. Well, I can't play that ninth grade, tenth grade guy on Thursday night for JV because I got to have him available Friday night if my starter goes down because he's my only other guy. So if he doesn't play Thursday night and then that starter doesn't get hurt or, or whatever, because obviously we don't want anybody hurt, then that young man has zero playing time for the week. And yet he's the second best quarterback in the high school. And it's not that he's the second best on varsity sitting behind a guy and they got a JV. There's a whole JV squad that could have used a, a, a good athlete, you know, at the helm leading his team. And that young man could have learned a lot, you know, by playing the game, getting that a game experience, preparing him for when it's really his time to shine uh, at the varsity level. And so, but that young man, just his whole high school experience that week was practicing and sitting the bench. And that happens to a lot of kids. There are a lot of, there are a lot of young men that sit the bench. I get that. That's not the point of it. The point of it is, in that situation, if he had gotten to play on Thursday, you know, even with, you know, coach was like, okay, well, you know, we still got two more quarters on Friday if something happened, or maybe they got a lead in that JV game, 
and the coach sat him to sit until he'd have three more quarters. It kind of gives coaches a chance to give more guys more reps, to get more experience, and I think they would just enjoy the high school experience more and, and learn more about the game. And it's just to me, it's just not really fair with uh, that type of rule in its place. So again, we open up to these high school coaches and uh, let them come in here. Let's talk about this and see if we can't uh, get some movement. Yeah, no doubt about it. There are a lot of information coming out here tonight. We're going to head to a break. We're going to try to stay on schedule tonight because we've got a guest coming up here. It's up 612 uh, here in just a few moments. We'll get Cole Bryson. He is the voice of the Burns Rebels, the Burns team up there in the upstate. He's going to join us. He also does a lot of stuff at the, uh, I believe, the ESPN upstate as well. But he's got some thoughts. He's got some opinions. And, and of course, he and I uh, went back and forth with how would you put together, if there was not the South Carolina High School League, or if there was a reformed high school league, how would you do it? I'll get into that conversation with Cole Bryson coming up next. So if you would like to call in, if you would like to tweet at us, you can do all of that. You can find us right here live. You can call in at 323-784-9681. Again, the number to call in is 323-784-9681. Or you can find us on Twitter at SO Sports Central and on Facebook at Southern Sports. So all of that being said, we're taking a break. We're coming back, and we're heading to Greenville, South Carolina, with Cole Bryson, the voice of the Burns Rebels, guys. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Virginia, the Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is old, there's older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country roads, take me home to the place I belong. All my memories They gather around her A miner's lady Stranger to the water So I'll go Dark and dusty Yet I know Painted on the sky Virginia, now mama, baby. 
wish you joy and happiness. But above all this, I wish you Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Yellman, live here on Southern Sports Central alongside the coach, Eugene Benton, coming to you live from the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios. Of course, you can find the guys and girls doing their thing over at the Fitness Center at 5913 Loftus Road. That's over there in Hanahan, South Carolina. You want to get a meeting, a one-on-one set up there, give them a shout, 843-573-7391. One. Now we head back to, of course, the Tent Farm Hotlines. We're in Greenville, South Carolina, with the one and only Cole Bryce. Of course, he works up there with ESPN in the upstate. Of course, he also is the voice of the Burns Rebels. The question is, will he be a voice in the fall, or will it come the spring? And without further ado, Cole, what's up, big guy? Hey, man, good to be on with you guys. Uh, I don't like being asked those questions, you know. <laughs> but uh, well, we got a lot. Yeah, no doubt, man. I, I know you do your show on Saturday mornings. Of course, it's a lot steered towards what we're talking here tonight, high school football. Of course, you and I kind of do the same. You're just in the upstate. I'm down here in the low country, and we have a chance to partner up from time to time. And this relationship you put in the radio biz kind of goes back to, I think, 2014, right? I mean, that's back when you were covering another team out of Boyle I think it was Springs. before that. I think it was earlier. I think it was, I think it was 13. Was that 13? It was. Holy moly. So let's add a year to this thing. I like that even better, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You were exactly. a high school kid. Look, you were a high school young man at Boiling Springs. Since then, you've gone to college. You've got yourself a degree. I believe you're on your way to creating, you know, the family thing and all that good stuff as well and uh, making those memories. But uh, you're also doing your stuff over at ESPN as well, man. So uh, before we get into some of the personal or the business, let's talk some personal, man. How's, how's life over there in, in, in Cole's world? It's good, man. I, I really am, uh, really am blessed. But the thing about it is, you know, I've got to try to keep things in perspective. <laughs> I, uh, it, you know, you know as well as I do. I, I live and breathe football, especially at the high school level and, and college and pro. Uh, but you know what? I am blessed. I mean, I have uh, a, a lot of great opportunities. Uh, getting married in less than a month. Can you believe that? Less mm-hmm. than a month away. Um, so my, you know, my life will obviously change a lot then. <laughs> uh, a lot less days stays on the lake is what I'm seeing probably. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, man. I, even though, even though um, things aren't looking good for for us sports guys, uh, you know, I still a lot to be thankful for for sure. 
Yeah, no doubt about it, man. And you've done a lot. And again, remember this thing you said in 2013, this is a young man that was in high school, had visions of doing what he does day in and day out, of course, on the radio and in the media, like we all do here together. And, uh, of course, now he's engaged. Uh, he's graduated college. I mean, the young man's grown up right in front of our eyes here on Southern Sports Central. And it's been uh, a blessing from the Lord above, man, to have our friendship and crossing these paths, brother. But uh, let's get to business. A lot of it to cover. Of course, uh, you know, the the rumor on the street is, is there's about two or three different modules out there, at least proposals, that we could be looking at going into this upcoming season. But the one that I'm hearing that's the most popular one has football playing, it looks like in the – spring part one, and baseball, softball, and a few other sports playing in early September, man. Your thoughts on some of this, and, and, and kind of, I'm going to let you kind of give us your thoughts from the upstate uh, and how you guys are taking some of this news that's coming out. I don't. I mean, I, I'm not so sure that, that either one of those are happening. I mean, you know, uh, I obviously don't see us playing in the fall for sure, but uh, I'm not really convinced that would uh, that would play in the spring as much as I would like to, as much as I'd like to to hope we'd have a, a spring season uh, because it, you know I I take a, a spring season over nothing. There's no doubt about that. But so many variables. I've talked to a lot of coaches, um, you know, up here in the Upstate, and uh, including Reggie Shaw, the Burns coach, who he has been one for a little while uh, that's been pushing for <clears throat> the uh, spring season. But I also have talked to athletic directors who, you know, when they when they even just start to sit down and and open up that can, there's a lot of worms that come out of that can, and there's a lot of a lot of worms that just make things difficult, man. And I, I don't know that that's a a huge possibility. I know that's kind of right now we're just speculating that that sounds good, you know, better than nothing. But at the same time, it, it's it's easier said than done. There's a lot of complications that come along with that. Um, and, you know, we'll see. I take it. I take it in a heartbeat. I take it in a heartbeat starting in January um, or, or whatever it is, you know, the proposed uh, spring one outline. I take it. But it's going to come with complications still. Yeah, I agree with you. As we're live right now with Cole Bryson. Of course, he works for the ESPN group there in the upstate. He's also the voice of the Burns Rebels. Gets a chance to call out some big names doing big things on Friday nights. And not sure if that's going to be our destination come September. Doesn't look good. And I'm like you, I want to be optimistic. And, and while I understand the baseball coaches that have blown up Twitter saying, I'm not going to support it, I don't like it, here's the other option. Remember last spring when you didn't play but two or three games? Well, that's what you're looking for. And my question to you, do you think that football coaches would, would rather say, look, I would rather at least give us a shot. If they don't want to do it, let us try. At least we'll get two or three games because that's better than nothing. What's your thoughts on the baseball point of view as well? You mean, you mean playing in the spring? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, because these so, so in the baseball coaches that have come at us on social media and other sites yeah. as well, they're not happy with this. They feel like their season's shortened. Of course, there's uh, other things that are going on that, that enables them to get to that during the fall season. They want right. to hold hope and try to play in the spring. Well, I think there's a lot of bitterness, obviously, because they they've had their season you know swept out from underneath them, and uh, I think they can't even imagine the possibility of having that happen two two seasons in a row. And I think football, you know, as much as baseball coaches don't want to admit it, I, you know, I hate it. I love playing baseball. I played baseball more than I played any other sport. But uh, the football, just as in college for most schools, is what brings in the money. So, it'd be, you know, it'd be, it'd be silly to say that football is not a priority at some of these big schools. So, uh, you know, I understand. I get it. But at the same time, uh, money drives a lot of things. And money drives – 
uh, you know, especially at the college level, I think we'll see some sort of college football because money drives it so much. But, um, you know, that, that's still true to the high school. Not as much, but it's still true at the high school level. So, you know, I, I get the frustration. Perfect scenario if we're playing spring sports. I guess perfect scenario would be, you know, football, spring one, and then uh, baseball, spring two. They both get a, a full season. I, I don't know if that – I don't even know how that looks, but I, I'm just, you know, trying to be the, as optimistic as I can. Yeah, no doubt about it. We're live right now up in the update. We're hanging out in Greenville, South Carolina with the Voice of the Burns Rebels. He's also part of the crew in the ESPN Upstate guys as they do a phenomenal job covering high school sports in the upper side of South Carolina. Of course, right now the biggest hot topic is what are we going to do? And, and, and to be honest with you, Cole, it's nobody wants to pull the trigger. Nobody wants to say, all right, I'll do it. You know, they're waiting on somebody else to do it before they move on that. Now, you made a comment earlier today, I believe it was actually yesterday, on social media, and I, of course, went back and forth with you a little bit, and you put it in a couple of other places as well, about this could be an opportunity for us to revisit the body that really oversees the high school league here in the state of South Carolina. Talk to us a little bit about that, and I'm going to tell you my thoughts and opinions and kind of get yours as well. Well, I think that's a uh, that's a subject, Richie, that so many people are willing to uh, express their opinion on. Uh, and my opinion is, you know, I'm not trying to sit here and, and abolish something that's already in place. And I'm not saying that that's the way we should be in life. But at the same at the same time, if you've been around uh, high school sports in this state long enough, you know how corrupt. And I hate to use the word corrupt because it almost sounds like it's some kind of uh, fraud organization. But, man, the South Carolina High School League just has so many – stains and blemishes they're just a organization that you can't trust and i hate that i hate that our great schools are represented uh by a league that you know is just pathetic at times and i hate so uh so harsh but man they are and i've, I've had conversation with coaches about it with basketball coaches last night after i tweeted that out uh had conversations with with reporters and ad's and and there's a lot of there's a lot of people who, who things and have different opinions but the bottom line is you know there's nothing that that says these schools in this state have to be tied to the South Carolina High School League uh we you know there's so many we could we could spend probably four or five hours on this topic but sure. uh when you get into the the charter schools and the boundaries and the private schools and and how they're allowed to do things public schools aren't it, it's just a huge open-ended book and, and my tweet last night was just saying hey look I'm not 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 tying this to the coronavirus or anything, but maybe it is time to revisit and just kind of what would it look like? What would it look like if we were to create some sort of league that rivaled the high school league? Hmm. I like that. I mean, I agree with you, and and, and I went at you and, because I thought a little bit about it last night. You sent that question to me, inboxed me about it, and I said, let me let me kind of stew on it last night, and I, and I wrote down some pros and cons, and I said. You know what I really think? They need to have – and this is something that athletic directors have said to me that are also coaches as well as the athletic director. They said it's good to have skin in the game. So I thought, you know what? That's a great thing. I like that. So I think that they do form a board of former coaches, right, who, are, who have a resume. Again, you have to have a, a, a solid resume as well. You can go after the high school Hall of Fame, the South Carolina Hall of Fame, and get some of those guys like a Chuck Reedy, put him in there and – and a few other guys like Jackie Hayes. I know we still coach him, but let's put him in there. I know you guys in the upstate, y'all got a couple of guys. And then get a couple of players, right? Get some players that have played in this state who also have a solid resume that could get in there 
Of course, you'd want to have some female coaches in there as well. So you want to have it, you know, that whole nucleus. It has to, to me, you have to have been there before to, to, to understand what it takes to go where the ship is kind of going, right? And, and to me right now, I feel like there's a lot of guys and girls right now that maybe either haven't done it in so long that they kind of forgot, or maybe they've made it more of a business, right, than they are making it for what it's supposed to be, and that is doing what's best for these young athletes. Well, the problem is the the principals of our schools are the the representatives of the high school league. You, you know, just like the NCAA, um, the our schools make up the high school league. We are the high school league. Uh, you know, a lot of people think that Carolina and Clemson are governed by the NCAA when it's really not. I mean, they have representatives just as well as high school does, and Clemson is the NCAA. South Carolina is the NCAA. So yeah, it's the same thing with the high school league. You know. Dorman is the high school league. Dutch Fork is the high school league so because of the reps that are the principals from those schools. So there's so many ties in the bylaws and the schools are what ties those schools to the league. So it's it's not something that can you know be that can happen at the snap of a finger, and it's not something that's going to happen anytime soon. But uh, it's worth having people having that discussion with people who uh, can make those changes and, and and get something going in the right direction. There's no reason we should have a commissioner who's been the commissioner for what 26 was he the 26 years something like that i mean it's, it's unbelievable i mean my god the president only is allowed to be the president for four years and, and we have a commissioner who's been there for like 26 years i mean it's just it's stupid it, it makes no sense uh, i mean it we, the whole don't i mean we could go back to the whole situation with dorman high school and, and the basketball team not being allowed to go play in the new york tournament uh and then things turn and you know before the coronavirus hit uh for a minute because of the, the state of New York for just a few days, they allowed the Dorman, they allowed Dorman high school to end up hosting the tournament that, you know, that they were originally weren't even allowed to be in because of one guy. And he just so happens to run our high school league. So I don't know, man, I, it's, it's frustrating. Um, it's frustrating to, to be governed by an organization that has no backbone. Yeah, no doubt about it. Live right now with Cole Bryson, the voice, of course, of the Burns Rebels. On Friday night, you're going to hear him calling it from touchdown to touchdown and, of course, handling the uh, postseason games as well because you guys down there, and let's talk a little bit about Burns, man. Year after year, you guys have set the mark. I know Marcus Lattimore was one of the big names that we've all been familiar with there, but just, you know, this past year, so many more kids are coming out of uh, that school over there. I know one kid in particular is headed over to Georgia State, uh, the young man, he suffered an injury, but able to kind of come yeah. back and, and, and get that opportunity. Tell us a little bit about what, what's going on up at Burns and what, what's happening with uh, the young men that are coming back this year. Well, you know, it's a, a you know, it's a year when we're in when our, when we're in a normal year. We uh, when you look at Burns, there are a lot of guys who won't be there because of a graduation. A lot of studs from last year's team that took Burns you know, just a win away from playing the upper state championship game uh, that won't, what, that, what, that are not returning. Uh, so if if somehow we can salvage a high school football season in the fall um, or in the spring, we're going to – Burns is in a situation where they're having to uh, have guys who did have a lot of experience last year, maybe switch positions this year and play some more key, key roles like Braden Blackman, who played a lot of receiver and this year would obviously play quarterback full-time uh, because he was – listed as the backup last year as well. So there's a lot of growth that needs to happen. But, you know, as far as that region goes, the the, the thing that people aren't talking about right now, obviously, because we don't even know if we're going to have a season, but 
the, the region reclassifications. Uh, just the, the mind boggles. I mean, again, going back to our last conversation, the unbelievable classifications that came uh, after last season about how, you know, the region with Gaffney, Burns, Dorman, Bourne, Springs, Park, it's, split, it's split up, it's done, you know, until until maybe they get reclassified again one day. So uh, it, it's just – I'm trying not to get on a rabbit trail, but, uh, man, <laughs> it, it's so hard not to because they're, you got a, you got good things going and then, you know, the South Carolina High School League steps in and, and makes a mess of it. But, um, you know, I hate it, man. I hate even talking about this. I hate even having to think that we're not going to have a season – uh, but I've talked to coaches even today. I talked to a coach, a head coach in Greenville County today, who's a good friend of mine, and he told me, I'm not going to say his name or where he coaches, but he told me that he doesn't think there will be a season. He said he thinks the next announcement will be we are getting ready for summer for June of 2021. So it's, it's, it's tough to even, you know, it's tough to even to talk about. I hate it for the players, the coaches, the people who – you know, their, their livelihoods based in it for, for different levels of sports. But uh, it's it's just one of those things. You have to you have to do what you can. No doubt about it. Live right now with the voice of the Burns Rebels. Of course, he's also part of that ESPN Upstate crew. Cole Bryson joins us here over here on the Kent Farm Hotlines here for a few more minutes before we get him back to his normal routine. You know, the one thing, Cole, that also came up, Eugene and I have been talking about and other coaches, what about this overlapping of, of seasons? Basically, you know, these football players that may be playing basketball or may play other sports, and the season's going to be happening at the same time. How do you handle something like that? Let's just say that there is somewhat of a season. Well, if the season's moved and, and you're having that, that conversation, that, that conflicting uh, conversation of, you know, kids, uh, kids playing basketball and football and baseball, and this year he has to choose one, uh, I think, you know, I think the – it's it's a hard it's a hard conversation to have, but I think all you have to do is say you know what, it, it's up to the kids, the coaches as much influence as they want to have, the football coaches as much influence as they want to have. You, you got to just leave it up to the kids because at the end of the day, you know that they, they high school is supposed to be fun. You're supposed to make memories in high school and, and, and do what makes you happy in high school, as far as sports go. And uh, it's not going to be a fun time for the student athletes if they have to decide. But you know what, I think there's a we we're in the south. And I think there's a lot of uh, football-minded uh, people who who favor football first. And I think you would see uh, most of those students choose football. Well, I'll tell you what, I love it, man. You're sitting here nailing it to the wind. Eugene sending me messages across the window here saying that's exactly the way I feel as well. And, of course, I think there's a lot of people, Cole, that feel the exact same way that you do. Now let's talk a little college football. I've I got to get you out of here, but I want to cover the – the Tigers, of course, it just came out moments ago that the ACC is possibly looking at going in only ACC conference. That's coming right after the Big Ten has said that uh-huh. that's kind of the way they're going to go. But it all started yesterday with the Ivy School doing kind of what you saw them doing the basketball thing, saying, hey, we're going to make some things happen. Now you see the domino effect happening. And for me personally, for the SEC, that's a win-win because that's a strong 12-game, 14 games as well. And I think the ACC right. – the same as them. I, I think the Power Five teams actually end up looking probably maybe a little stronger, and maybe the games are a little bit better to watch than some of the smaller games they have. But talk about the ACC a little bit and your thoughts on this whole college front that's coming out of the last 24 hours. Well, listen, as far as Cole's emotions, if we don't have high school, we better dang for sure have college. And if we don't have college, I'm a huge NFL fan. I know a lot of people aren't anymore. But we won't, it, just something's better than nothing at this point. 
And when you're talking about a, a conference schedule, I think, listen, as long as, in my opinion is, as long as at the end of the season we have a champion, as long as we get to find out who the champion is, I don't care if we play against Toledo or, or Wake Forest, whoever, in conference, out of conference, you know, that, I'm great with that. That's a win. And, you know, if I'm a college football fan or work in college football and, and the, the biggest – I know you won't have fans, but if the biggest change is this season, we're going to play a, a conference schedule and then we'll still have the playoffs. And, and I don't know about bowl games. It doesn't matter anyways. But, man, if we can still get a, a, conference, a full conference schedule and a championship – I'm all. I mean, I'm all for it, man. That that's a that's a huge win in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. I love it, man. I tell you what, it's definitely going to be a season, hopefully, to remember, not a season that we wish we could remember. Cole, everything that you do in the high school levels, brother, all the success you've had, not only in your professional life, but of course, they are getting married. Congratulations, man. And I, uh, I'm heading your way actually. Once this thing kind of simmers down, I've got a trip up to Clemson, and uh, some of the coaches uh, have opened the doors and. Maybe even slide down the slide. I haven't done that yet. Have you had a chance to slide down the slide? No, I have. I have not slidden down the slide. I, I, <laughs> I, I've, I've seen it, but I haven't slid down it. But let me say this before I, before I leave. You know, sometimes it takes weird things in life in order for things to happen. And if it takes a coronavirus for the Dallas Cowboys to win a Super Bowl, oh. <laughs> I'm for it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, it would definitely take the coronavirus. (laughs) I wasn't going to tell anybody your NFL team because I was like, "Ah, do I do it to them or not? But, man, I tell you, it's definitely – and what have you heard? And and before I do get you out of here, you mentioned NFL. Of course, I'm a Green Bay Packer guy. You're a Dallas guy. And, you know, we kind of do what we do there on that front. But how do you feel about these guys? Because you see them trying to bring back the NBA and some guys are, yeah. are already getting some of the – they don't like the food, right? I've heard that conversation, right. but that ought to be yeah. the least of their worries. But you see baseball trying to come back, and, of course, there's some guys getting getting tested there. It's not coming back good. And even NASCAR's Jimmy Johnson, looks like he's back in the car this weekend, but he was tested last week and didn't get the race. But where are they at with the NFL, man? I, I haven't seen a whole lot coming out of this league. Well, they're, they're, it's, been, it's been quiet, and in my opinion, I could be wrong, and I, I may look like an idiot, but I think the NFL is in the best best shape of anybody. I think they're in the best shape of any league, any sport league, because they're on the tail end uh, of this thing, hopefully on the tail end of this thing. I know our, our positive cases are spiking, but if we're looking at you know all the information and not just getting fed stuff by the media, we'll see that the deaths are declining a ton. So hopefully, in a perfect world, the NFL season could kind of start near the, the decline of this second wave that we've had. And uh, I think, you know, with the money that's in the NFL and the players, I think they're, they're set up perfectly to be able to have a season. I don't know if it's a full season. Maybe we lose a few games, but, you know, goodness, there's already 16 games. So, I mean, I think they're, they're set up perfectly. The NBA is doing it right. Uh, you know, I think the bubbles, there's obviously a lot of things to, to work out, but I don't know. Obviously the NFL can't do that, but, I think the NFL's in, in a very good spot, and I think uh, training camp may be delayed, and that may cause us to, to lose. I know they've already cut two preseason games, but they, right. you know, we lose a, two, a game off a game or two off the top end of the schedule. Who cares? That's you know, that's no big deal. Um, but I think uh, I think we'll have an NFL season. I just don't think there'll be uh, any any kind of fans uh, or anything like that. Now, of course, we're uh, going to ask you the money question, and of course, we're we're also going to ask this with uh, Lou Bizjack out of the state paper. He's going to join us at the top of the hour. But the Gamecocks and the Tigers, man, these guys—it's it, always been told that this was a—it was a law. These guys had to no, play. No, it's not. And it does. Not a law. Of course, we know it's not a law. It's a wives' tale, of course. But right. that being said, that being said, even though they're in the same state but in a different conference, same could be said about Florida, Florida State. Same could be said about some other teams. 
around the country. Does that happen, or do they stick strictly and say, look, I get you guys are within a few hours of one another, but even though you're in the same state, it's not happening? Listen, Columbia is in the city. Columbia is the city of laws and legislation. Those Gamecocks will figure out a way they don't have to play Clemson, man. They'll, they'll do whatever they can do. And it'll be a law that to this year they don't play. No, I'm just kidding. In all seriousness, I don't think, I don't think they do this year. I, I think that, that's not a law. I don't think people really care about that right now, everything that's going on. And, I, you know, it wouldn't shock me at all if they didn't play this year. I tell you what, man, as always, you bring the knowledge and you uh, do it with a lot of excitement there, man. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for taking some time away from the family, taking away from all the craziness that we've seen in high school, now college and NFL and all the other sports that we cover real quick. How do we find you? How do we catch up with you, man? And, and what's happening over there at ESPN update with you guys as well? Yeah, man, we're, 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 uh, we're, we're facing some, some challenges. I don't, I, that's not my full-time job, thankfully, but uh, a lot of these radio guys that are there full-time during the week uh, at other stations, we're owned by intercom. You know, we're having to fight the, the fight of people, uh, of guys and girls being tested positive. So, uh, you know, that's, that's a challenge right now, I think for them, luckily I'm not in that bubble, but, uh, obviously, like I said, full-time, but you can follow me on Twitter, at D. Cole Bryson. Um, that's where I am on Twitter. Again, that's at D. Cole Bryson. I'd love to talk junk or whatever you want to talk. And, uh, Richie, thanks again for letting me come on, man. Hey, buddy, it's been a pleasure, man, watching you grow right in front of us, bro. Good luck. Congratulations on the marriage and uh, getting engaged, and we'll talk soon, buddy. Yeah, talk soon. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Cole Bryson. I tell you, man, the, the way the good Lord works is always, Always a blessing. I've known this young man since he even mentioned 2013 when Boylan Springs came to town to play the Somerville Green Wave and uh, the playoffs. He brought down the upstate prep guys, and uh, they actually came on this show, the entire crew. We brought them in here to the studio, mic'd them up, and ready to roll. They went, and unfortunately for Somerville, it didn't go that way. Uh, they continued uh, their season after that weekend, but uh, we've kept that relationship on the radio, man, and it has been a blessing watching this kid getting a high school diploma over at Bullman Springs, taking his talents to North Greenville, getting his degree in broadcast journalism, and I think maybe something else as well. But, of course, he's doing it and a few other ones. So here we got to do. we got to go to break. When we come back, I believe we got an athletic director slash head coach. C.G. Murray's own Coach Schmidt is going to join us next. Out of break, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Southern Sports Central Live right here on Blog Talk Radio. My family and I were suffering with no protection from the hot Carolina sun. I called the Tent Farm and they told me about their line of ceramic window film. Now I have 99.9% protection from harmful UV rays for the ones that matter the most. You don't have to be a math teacher like me for those numbers to make sense. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. I was driving in extreme Charleston heat. I couldn't take it any longer. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I used to be the victim of bad tents. It was so horrible, I was embarrassed to be seen driving even in my own hometown. I called the tent farm, and they took care of me. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I'm Jonathan Farmer, owner and founder of Tent Farm. Are you a victim of bad tent? Are you suffering from extreme heat? We here at the tent farm want to help you with these horrible conditions. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Yelman, alongside the coach, Eugene Benton. This is Southern Sports Central coming to you live from the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios. Don't forget, it is getting hot. The sun is out, and it is definitely hotter than it's been. I would say this coming weekend should be one of the hottest ones we've had yet. So get that tent on your car. 
Get it on your business and your homes. You can find the tent farm at 7634 South Railroad, North Charleston, 843-297-4131 is the number to call. Of course, you can find Jonathan and the guys at tentfarm.com. Let's head back to the tent farm hotlines where we check in with C.E. Murray, head football coach and athletic director, Coach Smitty. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. How's it going? Going good, man. A lot going on. Of course, uh, high school football, the conversation, college football, the conversation. But what's up in the world of C.E. Murray, man? You guys, uh, y'all ready to pull a string and let's get this football season underway? Coach, what's your opinion on everything going Uh, on? Well, again, you know, my opinion hasn't changed since the pandemic began. And and thankfully, I I let my team know from the get-go that this was a almost 100% probability that we would not have a fall season because again nothing's changed since um february when the virus came out we don't have a vaccine we don't have any effective treatment yet to prevent death and and i hate to correct mr bryson who was on earlier but uh today the state of florida had the most deaths in one day um due to covid19 since the pandemic began. They had 120 people, unfortunately, die today in the last 24 hours in the state of Florida. So deaths are not going down, contrary uh, to the lies and misinformation that's out there. And and until we get past all the conspiracy theories, lies, misinformation, um, we're going to see more infighting than we need instead of solving real problems and getting to reality. Um, and we just saw here in the last 20 minutes more college conferences canceling the entire season. The SIAC, the SIAAC, um, Benedict College, which is in one of those, Savannah State's in one of those. Um, so you're talking about basically a lot of Division II schools in the state of Georgia as well as in the states of North Carolina and South Carolina have canceled uh, their fall season. Uh, the uh, National Junior College Athletic Association has now announced that they are not playing fall sports. So, again, we knew I knew this was coming. I, I try to forewarn people that once the Ivy League made their decision, there's not a person with a sane brain in their head that would go against their advice, their researchers, their epidemiologists, because we all know the Ivy League is world-renowned for risk management, epidemiology, infectious diseases, research, all that. And and that's why you saw the dominoes fall today from that decision. It has nothing to do with conspiracies, hoaxes, government takeovers, all that nonsense that people are spreading. It has to do with the safety of the young men and women that we're in charge of. And if we're truly in charge of safety, which we should be as, as educators, we can't put them out there and risk death and disease and, and a pandemic that's going on. So we're not going to see any sports. And, I, I, you know, again, I hate to go back on what Mr. Bryson said. The NFL is totally unsafe. They're going to different stadiums. Uh, and the only reason they're doing it is money. And I doubt, highly doubt they're going to finish up without seeing some cancellations. I've heard starting to cancel all preseason games and they're trying to push some of their regular season games. So I think we're going to see a very short and condensed NFL season. Um, And again, 
they might even have to decide to do like the NBA and go into a bubble. But we heard the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, say if the bubble's broken, they're canceling. They're not taking any chances. They're going to cancel as soon as the bubble's broken. So, again, uh, high school athletes, again, we need to start preparing them for the reality, which is no sports in the fall at all, and start seeing how we can do things next spring, hopefully. Again, that's not a guarantee. And start being leaders in our communities and leading these kids um, and making checking on them, making sure they are all right mentally, making sure they, they, they are being fed and properly taken care of and all that. And also, uh, now's a great time to, you know, catch up some of them academically and um, help, help them that way as well. And like I said, it's time for us to, you know, take off our athletic shoes for a little while and start putting on our leadership shoes and becoming leaders in our communities. And, and, that, and that's what we're called to do, and that's what we're going to be forced to do as, um, I got news for people. The governor has already stated this. If the cases don't drop, the deaths don't drop, the hospitalizations don't drop, there's no chance of any of this taking place. And for some reason, people just dismissed that and thought, oh, no, football's sacred in the South, which it is. It's sacred, but guess what? Lawsuits and death and all that, any of the sacredness of football, and it should. And like I said, we're, we're tasked with keeping people safe first. And um, you can't you can't go against that. So I really don't have a problem with what the high school league's done, except for probably being a little more affirmative on there. And um, they should have probably taken the rug out a little quicker. But I understand why they did what they did. They wanted to give time, to, uh, just like the governor has. He's given us time to try and be responsible adults and try to do the right thing, try to wear a mask, try to socially distance. And it didn't work out so well, but um, since we didn't do those things, well, you know, you got to make hard decisions. And and that's what I'm sure, you know, again, I'm not going to bash the high school league one bit. I think they've done what they can do to kick the can down the road and hope uh, like everybody else was hoping uh, that it would, I guess, disappear or go away. and, And that hasn't happened, unfortunately. So now it's time to grow up, get in the real world, quit with all the conspiracies, come together as a state, come together as coaches and say, hey, we got to help these kids out. We know we can't do it with sports. How can we help them out without sports? Because that, that's the reality. Right. There is no sports. Right. And, and, and like you and I talk about a lot of times off the air, of course, we're live right now with the head football coach, athletic director over there at C.E. Murray. Uh, these guys play uh, some smash-mouth football. It's small-town USA, which means on Friday nights, that's the number one spot. It's the only spot to find yourself with everybody else. Now, of course, uh, you know, you and I talked about this, though. You guys as coaches can go visit these kids, right? I mean, it doesn't mean it's not like college where there's, there's rules in place, there's no contact or this, that, and the other. I mean, you know, for me, you guys can reach out, and, and you should be reaching out. I would hope that you're reaching out. I was hoping during some of this – phase one of, of the first part that, that they were doing a lot of things. And one of those things, maybe even, and I know it sounds maybe a little silly, but you know, because we can't do it so much, why not one of the drills be show them how to change the tires, do some things that, that are outside the normal, you know, that, that quite frankly, that we don't normally have a chance to do because of things, maybe go after writing, you know, how to write checks. You know, it's the things that you guys are here to mentor young men to make them grown men 
and it's a lot bigger than what happens on Friday night, Coach. Right. Exactly. And that, that's a, that's what we're tasked with. We're tasked with a huge task now. I, 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 there's no doubt in my mind it's a huge task that we're going to have to uh, step up and, and do even more now um, and, and give more. And, I, you know, I, it, it hurts my heart that we're not going to have a normal season. We're not going – we were scheduled to be one of the best teams in the state. And um, we got a lot of great players. We got four guys that have college scholarships. And, um, you know, so it, it hurts me just as much as anybody. But, again, reality is reality. You got to move on. And now it's time to lead. Now it's time to step up, do what you got to do. I'll, I'm taking a huge pay cut. Other people are taking a huge pay cut, but you know what? It's called sacrifice. And um, as Americans, I, I believe in our country, and and that's what we're kind of founded upon, supposedly a sacrifice. But yet, I see a lot of complaining going on, and not not enough people willing to sacrifice and do things in order to help out humanity. And um, hopefully, that changes. Hopefully, now that they've seen colleges million dollar budget plenty of personnel. If they couldn't do it, what made you in your right mind think that I should put a high school kid out there and try and do this? I mean, it's baffling to me how you're going to argue against safety when people who get paid as professionals at the college level said, nope, we're out. We can't do it. So if they're telling you they can't do it, there's no way a high school can safely do it. I mean, we got to be honest with ourselves and move on. Hopefully the spring gets better. Hopefully we get, we do get an effective treatment, something that uh, helps us, and this will buy us time uh, to hopefully drive cases down dramatically and drive those deaths completely away. Because again, that that that's the key metric, and um, we can't fool ourselves anymore. It's time to leave. Yeah, no doubt about it. We are now live with the. Athletic director, the head football coach. Of course, he's driving or riding on that bus to feed the community as well. Coach Smitty joins us here at the end of hour number one. Coach Smitty, you, you kind of nailed a lot of things that have happened. I know you get a lot of, man. I tell you what, the, the, you get hit a lot on social media, man. I, you you gotta have oh, yeah, got to have to be on social media. Plenty, <laughs> I take plenty of hits, but I, I believe yeah, man, you, if you go back and check all my tweets, pretty much 99% of them have come true. So um, people can say what they want. I had a coach argue with me two weeks ago that, and I told him, I said, July 8th is the biggest day for all of this. And he said, why? I said, well, the Ivy League is going to come out with their decision. And as soon as they make that decision, we'll see dominoes fall. And the guy said, oh, no, there's no way. That won't happen with the big boys. Well, guess what? We see the big boys running for the hills today. And there's a reason. They cannot go against safety. There's, There's no argument against safety. So if you're one of these fellas out there arguing against safety, realize that you're doing yourself a disservice. You're doing your kids, your community a disservice. And as well as um, it's going to be hard for you to then backtrack off of that statement because there's no argument against safety. And, and that's why none of these colleges are going against it because they know in a court of law, then God forbid was to happen. Uh, that the lawsuit would be astronomical and, and they're not willing to risk that. And they're not willing to risk these kids' lives over a game. Because what it amounts to is, yes, we love football to death. Yes, we love all sports to death. But um, it's, it, it's a game. And we can't put lives at stake for a game. 
and and that's that's what it came down to. So you know, people got to check their egos at the door. They got to, like I said, time to lead, time to lead, time to adapt, time to move on. Uh, quit all the infighting. I believe the argument's over. We're going to see more cancellations from here on out um, until the virus does get under control. When that point comes, we don't know, but I know it's not coming in the next month, as we saw with Florida today, we saw with South Carolina today, we saw with Texas, we saw with Arizona, and we saw in California, and New Mexico hit a new high. So uh, we're at least a couple months away, so we need to buckle down and, and prepare for that reality. No doubt about it. As always, Coach Smitty joining us here, uh, dropping in some knowledge. And, of course, uh, not everybody likes it because, well, quite frankly, it's an uncomfortable conversation. But we're having it here on Southern Sports Central today. For the remainder of the show, you can call in as well, guys. You can hit us up on Twitter at SO Sports Central. You can follow us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central. But, hey, we're giving you a voice. We're giving you a chance to come on the air live and debate, talk about, give us the answers. Don't call in what we can't do. I need some can to come on the show tonight. The number to call in is 323-784-9681. Again, the number to call in is 1-323-784-9681. Coach Schmidt, as always, God bless you and your family. Thank you for all that you do for the community up yep. there. Thank you, Murray. Of course, here on Southern Sports Central, buddy. We appreciate you guys. Keep it up. Keep informing the public. Keep being role models for all these kids. And uh, it's a great show, and you guys do great things for everybody, and uh, we look forward to listening in the future. You got it, buddy. Take care. Take care. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, Coach Smitty. I tell you what, man, he is uh, (laughs) – he's got to have that thick skin. But uh, we're going to do this. We're going to take a break. We're going to go to commercial. We'll come back from the the break at the top of the hour. We're heading now to the capital city of South Carolina. Columbia is our destination with Lou Jack. He is with the state paper. Don't go anywhere. His interview and all the questions we got for this man coming up next right here on Southern Sports Central. You take the clothes off my back and I let you you steal the food right out my mouth and I'd watch you eat it I'd stay One day you're here, one day you're there, one day you care, you're so unfair. Sipping from your cup till it runs over. Uh, uh, holy grail. Uh, blue told me remind you, nigga. Uh, fuck that shit y'all talking about, I'm the nigga. Uh, caught up in all these lights and cameras. Uh, but look what that shit did to him. 
God damn it, I like it. Bright lights in Tyson. But look what it did to Tyson. All that money in one night. 30 mil. Welcome back, everybody. Hour one is done. We want to thank Cole Bryson from the Upstate crew up there at ESPN. Of course, he's also the voice of the Burns Rebels. As uh, He joined us at 615, 612 area there. Kind of got us an opinion, a thought process put together from how the guys in the Upstate are feeling, right? How the guys up there are kind of dealing with all the news and notes and, of course, his own thoughts. And, uh, you know, he's been watching this thing. We talked a little bit about the high school league. And, again, I wouldn't want to be on the high school league committee right now, for sure, because these guys, I'm sure, have, have been getting it at all angles and they've been getting it at different directions. And this is not an uncommon thing uh, for Mr. Singleton and, and the group up there in Columbia. You know, when, when things are great, you know, you don't hear much. But when things are not great, you hear a lot. And, uh, when that, of course, that's being, you know, the words that are being said and things that are being done, you know, it, it, it's never an easy conversation as uh, we, we kind of look at things going forward. Let's head over now to the Tent Farm Hotlines. I'm thinking we've got Lou Benjack with us from the state paper. Lou, is that you, buddy? Yeah, man. How you doing, Richie? Good, buddy. First of all, uh, appreciate you coming in. How's the family, man? You guys staying safe during all those crazy times? Yeah, man, it's going good, man. Everything is uh, going fine. It's <laughs> been an interesting uh, last few months for sure. No doubt, man. So uh, I don't want to keep you long. I told you I'd keep you about 15, 20 minutes, and, and I want to say to my word here so we get you back. <laughs> now, of course, all the big headlines, man. And, 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 of course, let's talk South Carolina high school sports first. Everybody wants to know. You're right there in the backyard of the high school league in Columbia, South Carolina. I, I know they're meeting from time to time, and, and, and nobody, it feels like, wants to pull the string and say, this is the first season we're going to play. But in your mind, you've never seen anything like this, I understand. But but what do you feel as far as the modules that are out there that you're going to see? Who's the first season that's going to get a stab at the 2020 season? I, don't, I think there will be some small fall sports. It's just a matter. And nothing will start in August. I, I don't believe that. And that's that's pretty obvious. It's just a matter of when, I mean, if the numbers dwindle down. or Not dwindle down because they're still going to be there. It's just a matter of being comfortable and having in these districts, uh, making sure, I mean, these school districts, <laughs> that's a big thing. They, they don't want to be liable. Uh, so if um, make sure that uh, everything is safe in place. And obviously football is the toughest uh, because there's so many kids and uh, so, so many things to be accounted for. But um, I do think there'll be some fall sports this, this fall. And uh, you might see a, trying to flip around. I mean, you got golf, cross country. I could see those being played. I don't see a reason why they couldn't be played. Yeah, I know kids might not be in school in person, but, I mean, as long as they're doing virtual learning, I mean, I think you can do that. And Jerome Singleton said as much this week when I talked to him. I mean, as long as they're doing some sort of learning, then athletics can be held. It's just it's going to take a lot of planning. They're, I mean, they sent out a survey to the – the principals, athletic directors, and superintendents this week. Um, they'll, I think today was the last day they had to uh, apply, reply. And then 
uh, they'll spend the next couple of days and they've already been talking for, for weeks. It's people think, Oh, they haven't been talking. Yeah. There's been talk. I mean, they just not, <laughs> I mean, nothing's coming out to what it was, what, what's being said. Um, and hopefully there's going to be an executive committee meeting next week. And hopefully the, I think there'll be some proposals, um, whether, uh, based on uh, this survey that they got, or, I mean, I know the football coaches met uh, last week to uh, talk about uh, different scenarios and that. So I think there's going to be a few few different proposals being brought before the executive committee, uh, whether they vote next week or maybe the week after, or they'll just say, just give the um, the high school league the chance to uh, decide what, what's best. Uh, I think you'll see some sort of clarity next week that uh, people have been wanting. <clears throat> We're live with Lou Jack course, uh, one of the best around the state of South Carolina, covers it for the state paper up there in Columbia, South Carolina. That would be the backyard of uh, the home office for the high school league right there. Of course, uh, Mr. Singleton and his crew that probably, without doubt, has one of the hardest jobs right now that scrutinize every move they make and every breath they take. As you said, you know, just because it's not sitting out there on social media doesn't mean it's not happening. Again, it doesn't have to be on the Internet to be true as well. Now, the one thing you did say, as long as they're doing learning, Lou, that they're going to do what they have to do. But, you know, there I believe rules in place in the past, and I think this is going to see one of many rules that they're going to have to maybe bend or twist a little bit because usually homeschool children, don't they, they – there's a certain rule in place that they've got to be homeschooled for a quarter or something like that in the past. But what about these kids? Let's say, for example, that there's a young man in Myrtle Beach that doesn't want to go to school but yet thinks – or he thinks or she thinks that they should be able to go play sports. Now, if they should play sports, shouldn't they feel comfortable enough to go to school? And, and, and could you see some arguments from other coaches saying they don't go to school, how can they feel comfortable playing the game? Well, I mean, just because you don't – I mean, a lot of districts have already – I mean, Sumter came out this week with they're saying they're going to – they're going to start virtual learning. So there's not going to be any in-person classes, at least to start the year. Lexington came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, there's going to be a hybrid model. You're going to be in school a couple of days. You're not going to be in school a couple of days. You'll be learning virtually. And I think you're going to see that. I mean, you're going to see a lot of virtual learning to start the year and before things get phased in. So I think as long as you're doing, I mean, you're getting doing the classwork, whether it's virtually or in person, I think that's fine. And um, it's just a matter of, when districts are decide to uh, go back to in-person, there's a lot of things that need to happen. I mean, this, the busing thing is the biggest thing. I mean, you got there, they won 50% capacity in that. I mean, you're going to ask a lot from these districts and uh, making extra runs with the buses and kids that don't drive and especially for elementary school kids and stuff. So there, there's a lot of moving parts, but I think as long as you're having virtual learning, I mean, uh, you could, I mean, there's nothing to say you can't have unless there's a, a stay-at-home order like there was back uh, in the spring. Then, then that's a different story. <clears throat> Live at Lubez, Jack checking in with us on the state paper course right there in Columbia, South Carolina. The uh, the other part of this conversation, basically you look at the, the seasons. If you kind of go through this, one of the modules that I've been uh, privy to look at has some other actual sports overlapping one another any chance that they'd kind of change that rule as well? Are they going to make these athletes, Lou, kind of pick and choose? And I said this, this is an early time for these guys to have to make a hard choice. But, of course, they're, they're, they're high school kids, and, of course, making those tough decisions are part of life. And I, and, and I don't want to say that it's too early for that to happen, but how does it work if, let's say, they're playing one sport 
and at the same time that they would normally play, let's say, football and basketball, they overlap one another. Are they going to allow these kids to double up a little bit there, or what's your take on that? Yeah, that's going to be hard to do. And, there's, I mean, there's an, also another thing. These kids, a lot of these kids that want to enroll early in college, especially on football, what if your football season gets moved this spring? Do you still – do you just say, oh, I'm not going to play my senior year, I'm just going straight to wherever I committed or signed to? That's another decision that kids might have if there's – if football is not played in the fall, but yeah, the overlapping, um, I think especially the basketball situation is interesting because I mean, you're, you're indoors and I mean, you're right up against each other, but you see these, the AEU tournaments and different things that are even going on this weekend. I mean, it's happening. It's just a matter of, um, what, what rules are going to be in place. And yeah, I, I could see where, um, you might have a little bit overlapping and kids might have, a decision to make whether to play basketball or uh, football or depending on baseball. I mean, baseball probably could be played in the fall if possible, but if it's left in the spring and base and football is still going on, you might have a little bit overlapping uh, there as well. So it's a lot of moving pieces and uh, it's just going to be interesting to see how things kind of shake out and uh, kind of watching what other states are doing. I mean, some states haven't really announced what's going to happen. I saw in Florida today, they, they might be doing a four tiered uh, approach. Basically when you feel comfortable with starting your season would be based on what division you would be four tiers and then go from there. And then they would uh, um, narrow it down as far as the classic or the, uh, the bigger schools play the bigger schools and smaller but uh, they might. That's one of the options to give the schools um, that aren't comfortable with going to start pissing games in August that would uh, rather start in mid to late September. Lou, the one thing that, that keeps coming up, and again, you're right there in the backyard. You have these conversations probably more than any other in the media with uh, the, the guy that runs the South Carolina High School League. And the question that keeps coming up to me. And it started last year really heavily with the fourth quarter rule. With the silence of the season right now in football, could you start to see some of the rumblings coming back up and trying to go back to what it used to be, which allows the kid to play on Thursday night and possibly Friday night? And uh, just kind of your thoughts on on us maybe changing a few of these rules while we've got some time down that we're not on the football field during the fall. Yeah, I mean, that's been brought up. The biggest thing, if the National Federation, I mean, they would have to go against the National Federation. Maybe the National Federation would change and uh, let let the kids go eight-quarter, maybe even a six-quarter rule. I get even a six-quarter rule is, I mean, you can play two quarters and um, and still be able to play on Friday nights if needed. Yeah, I I think that definitely hurts, especially the smaller schools. And I know a lot of schools have had to cancel JV teams because of that. But, yeah, I think something like that – should be in place. I don't know if now is the time that that or uh, next spring uh, going in the next season um, might be a better time. But I, I know a lot of coaches, well, most coaches are in favor of it. And uh, I don't, I know the safety issue in that. But I mean, um, if you're playing a lot on the Thursday, I mean, your JV game, uh, you're really not, I mean, you're not going to be asked to play a ton on Friday, but just to have that. Uh, just to be able to dress on Friday nights and in case you're needed or even play on special teams is a, is a big deal, especially for kids wanting to get extra reps on the varsity level. Right. As we're live right now, Lou Jack checking in with us from the capital city of South Carolina, Columbia, hometown over there with the state paper, writes for the state paper and covers a lot of things and covers it 
on multiple networks here tonight helping us on Southern Sports Central. I had a conversation, Lou, earlier today with another gentleman in the media, and he and I brought up some pretty good topics. One was Skiza. Now, am I wrong for saying this, but it sounds like Skiza is going to try to do everything they can do to still play in the fall. Now, that being said, what about a young man who said, well, I need to get some playing time so I can transfer to Skiza because I need to be seen early. I don't have time in January to do it because there's going to be a lot of shaking and making and some different things happening. But do you see Mr. Singleton putting the same implication on Skiza as he has some of the other leagues, or does he have that power to kind of educate our listeners on can Skiza start off in September and kind of do their own thing? Yeah, I just wrote a story, actually, just published uh, about an hour ago. I talked to Mike Fanning, the Skiza um, athletic director today. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they're on schedule. I mean, they're, they're going to move to phase 2.5 next week, which is you can do seven-on-seven seven amongst yourselves football-wise, do five-on-five five basketball, volleyball, six-on-six. Six. Um, you can do up to 15 people in a group and uh, maybe a little bit uh, stunts, uh, two-person stunts for cheerleading. Yeah, they're on schedule. I mean, uh, um, the first official practice is July 30th. Uh, games are on – there's a couple games on that August 20th. I know Heathwood Hall plays. And uh, some of our other local teams play on the 21st. Yeah, there is, unless there's something that drastically, these numbers just skyrocket. Uh, they're looking to go. I mean, to have a, a normal fall schedule. And yeah, I mean, I, I've talked to some, um, all of our coaches around here from Heathwood, Hammond, Ben Lippin, and Colin Newman. And yeah, their, their phones have been ringing a lot uh, lately. With uh, I mean, words getting out that they're, they're going to be playing. So um, may, might. Might the move they have to transfer some of these public schools transfer there? Um, yeah, I don't, that's out of the high school leagues because it's a totally different entity. It's not like it's a private school or a charter private school like Bishop England or Great Collegiate that plays in the high school league. They're not in the high school league, so they, I don't. You couldn't um, rule there. I just think, I mean, you couldn't go and play. Say Skiza plays in the fall in high school league in the spring. There's, they're not going to let you play. Hey, I'm going to go to Hammond in the fall, and then I'm going to go back to Blythewood or uh, Spring Valley in the, in the spring. That 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 you couldn't do, but and play football right. again twice. But um, yeah, I think you're going to see that. I mean, it, it will cost the family. It's just a matter of what you. I mean, because these schools aren't cheap. Uh, there's some scholarships there though that you can get, but I mean, it's that's got to be a family decision and uh, would be beneficial. Um, say if, uh, if I'm a senior and I don't know if I'm going to have film on myself and uh, I don't know if I'm only going to play four or five games, heck would it be better for me to go and play nine or 10 games, even in competition isn't the best, but I mean, at least to get reps, at least to learn. we got some good coaches, especially in the Midlands, we got Eric Kimmery and Danny Lewis and uh, others, James Reynolds and Doug Dutton will learn from them and uh, get ready and uh, try and earn a college scholarship. So, yeah, I think everything's on the table right now if, as far as that. I don't know how much you're going to see. Uh, I mean, just interest. I mean, people could be interested, but when it ta- comes time to pay the money or, yeah, get, or get ready, you might get a little cold feet. Or if you see that uh, the public schools are going to play this fall, then you might have a change of heart that way as well. We're live right now with Lou Bezjack, as he always does, is dropping down a ton of knowledge. And like you just heard, Bulldog Burke, who, of course, is uh, on Saluda now up there in that Saluda area, and I were talking earlier about this same thing and what it could be. Now, a coach I talked to didn't think this would happen, but I, I, I think it's a possibility. 
honestly, Lou, because like you said, a guy that needs film needs film, right? And he's going to do what he has to do what's best for him and his future because he knows that sitting around and waiting until January because, you know, a lot kind of tuners on this thing, though, Lou, when it comes down to these coaches and how they recruit because at some point in about mid-September, well, I would say mid-spring, they're going to have to start looking at the class of 2022. So you have to do what you have to Mm -hmm. do in the class of 2021. And and to me, you know, there are scholarships that are offered. There are ways around that financial burden. And I would only imagine if they can go out and get some of these blue chippers around the high school level, not trying to give them an, not trying to give them the, the direction of what to do, man, would they pack out the stands and, and do the things? Or what do you think they're going to do on that aspect as well when it comes down? Because you said you did talk to the man in charge over there with Skeezer. What are they looking as far as the crowds in, in the stands? Yeah, they. I mean, their crowds obviously aren't. Uh, you're not going to have three or four thousand fans like like at some, or even more than that. You're only going to get a few hundred. It's going to be easy to uh, distance and put protocols in place and make sure everyone's spread out and uh, uh, not close together. Uh, maybe uh, maybe wait, make them wear a mask in, in the in the place. They, uh, Mike Fanning said there definitely will be protocols and that is in in place and everything's being considered. Um, he also pointed out. I mean, a lot of these schools stream their games um, on the Internet. So, I mean, if you don't feel comfortable going, if you're older and have a pre-existing health condition, you can uh, watch from home, and that will also be an option. But, yeah, I think they're they're planning on right now playing uh, fans in place. Um, uh, I mean, like I said, they don't draw the biggest crowds, but, I mean, still parents, uh, family members. I mean, but uh, the way at least some of these stadiums are, you can spread out and uh, make sure everyone's uh, not on top of each other and you have enough distance, even if they have to limit the amount of people through the gate and uh, set an amount that way. Now, of course, you can go to our Twitter page at SO Sports Central and our Facebook page at Southern Sports Central to see this exact article written by the man right here, Lou Bizjack. It's the South Carolina Private School League still aiming for a normal start for fall sports. And I'm telling you, it will Without doubt, I think they're going to have a crowd just because they want to see some football in the fall. It's just kind of what we do here. Uh, to change gears, but yet stay in the high school league really quickly before I get you out of here, Lou. A lot of baseball coaches not happy about the one proposal putting them in around the fall season. One of them said, I will no way, shape, or form support this or help this. This was a, a coach in the Midlands there that made a very stern statement that he was against mm-hmm. it. A college coach also down here in the low country, not happy about it, neither. Your, your thoughts about putting baseball in the fall, and, and to me, I would rather go ahead and get three or four games in than take a chance in the spring and it not even being a possibility like it was last year. Yeah, you don't know if the, how how things are going to change, if the number, if there's no vaccination, if numbers, if the, the threat and stuff is still high like that. I mean, if uh, that's my thinking too, if you, as long as you can get games in, even if it's just a region schedule and have maybe some sort of playoffs, I, I would be all for it. I know a lot of the fall sport or the spring sports aren't really practicing right now, but a lot of these kids are playing travel baseball. I know there's a couple, of, there's a big tournament going on in Charleston this uh, weekend, cu- a couple of big ones in uh, in Atlanta as well. So these kids are getting baseball acclimated and they're getting there, and it would be easier to monitor a baseball. Uh, than 
and, and as far as the weather, <laughs> not as much rain as in the spring and the winter, uh, late winter when when they start. So um, I don't know if they they would change their mind. I think that's kind of the last, as far as flipping the seasons like that, would probably be the last um, last possibility. But it, it's out there, and I mean. I mean, playing baseball in the fall wouldn't be as bad as long as you, like you said, if you're able to guarantee that, that you at least have some sort of a, a full region schedule and some sort just to get guys more than three, four games like it happened in the spring, uh, I would be all for it. But I could see where the coaches uh, might not be for it. They would rather keep it there. And, I mean, they lost their season. I mean, um, it's just a big deal. They want to do everything they can to get football played from a financial whether that be in the spring or the fall, that's another big thing. Even at the high school level, it's uh, it's big for schools as far as the money and the athletic department. So uh, hopefully we can have some sort of either um, small season for all the sports. And that, that's what I just want these kids to at least have their season, uh, however it may be, whether they're playing in late fall, early winter. I mean, uh, just uh, to get them – it was hard to see these kids uh, missing out on their, especially the seniors uh, last year, um, not getting to finish off their careers like they uh, they normally will would. Yeah. I put out there on social media when some of this stuff came out, hashtag adapt to the change, and I was ripped by one of those keyboard warriors on Twitter saying that poor, you, you know, you guys in the media, you're just ruining it all. Like they think that we don't want football in the fall because, why wouldn't we? You know, on Friday nights, you can yeah. catch me in a press box. You know, that's my job. I, I get paid on Friday nights to be on the radio to do play-by-play. Now if football doesn't happen, you know, I can cover baseball, no doubt. But, you know, I got to find something else to do on a Friday night, man. And it has been harder than anything the last four or five months to find something to do. I can only watch so many cornhole uh, tournaments or marble races <laughs> on, on ESPN. So, uh, that being said, I do want to talk quickly football. I, I know yesterday it was the athletic director – uh, of course, uh, over there at the University of South Carolina, Ray Tanner talked uh, maybe a vision, if you will, of a small amount of individuals getting into Williams-Brice Stadium if there is a season in the fall. And, of course, Clemson and the ACC, along with the Big Ten today, are saying what they're going to do as far as having a conference only. Kind of touch a little bit about everything that you've seen, even with the Ivy School, all in one if you have a few minutes for me. Yeah, it's been, it's a lot of uncertainty. I think uh, just from what I've read, I think – uh, the athletic directors at the Power Five schools, the SEC, ACC, uh, the um, Pac-12, the Big 12. I think they were caught off guard just a little bit by the Big Ten, kind of pulling the trigger early. I think they they were understood that uh, it was understood that they they would wait a little bit, maybe a week or two before they decide to come out with this. So I think that got them maybe either domino falling or um, maybe other conferences just step back and don't be a don't rush to um uh, judgment my my thing is if i mean to have some sort of season it's not going to be the same for everyone but um maybe spring for college football would be the better thing if possible um that way as long as you're guaranteed that all the games would be played but like you said you don't know that but you might see that with the conferences um, only doing conference only. And that, the big thing was, would South Carolina and Clemson play each other? Now, if that were to happen, if the SEC and ACC would do, um, I think you would see some sort of waiver, um, some sort of agreement or something that you could maybe play like eight conference games and then maybe an in-state game or nine conference games and an in-state game or uh, 
uh, something like that to preserve a rivalry like a Georgia Georgia Tech a Louisville Kentucky uh, something like that because I mean that would be huge not even if it's no or limited fans not having South Carolina and Clemson uh, play each other this season. Yeah, of course, there's some other conferences, uh, tie-ins with the ACC and the SEC down in Florida and, of course, around the country as well. Uh, and I did see Notre Dame. Looks like they're in the mix. They have found a, a home, at least with the ACC. When you saw that, that was the first thing I came to mind was, oh, Notre Dame, can we teach them a lesson? And, of course, the ACC said, you're welcome to come in at any point. So that being <laughs> said, Lou, thank you so much for the extra time here tonight. We appreciate all that you do in the state. Uh, what's on the docket for you this weekend, man? Are you going to be covering anything? Is there anything up in the Columbia area that you're going to be doing? There's a big football camp. We talk about exposure and that. Uh, it's a football camp, uh, infinite uh, in football camp that's going to be held at Ben Lippin. I think they're expecting about 300 kids um, from across the state. So uh, this will be a chance, kids. I know some uh, Division two schools are allowed to go and just kids wanting to get times and film and a little bit of just – get their name out there. So uh, I'll be at that um, uh, on Saturday. It'll be interesting to see um, since there hasn't been too many camps uh, this summer across the Southeast and in the state, uh, see how many kids and uh, what, what the uh, attendance is on Saturday. I'll tell you what, Charleston, man, I'm going to see you up there. I'm making the trip. Uh, I talked to the guy who actually, uh, I guess he spent some time in Alabama, but he's now right there in Columbia, the gentleman that's running it over there. Uh, with Infinity, I talked to him on Sunday, and, uh, you know, he's opened the opportunity for us to come up there, too. So, I'm like you, man. Anytime you get a group of guys that are playing, we got to do what we got to do to get there to cover them. That's our job. And, again, you know, he, he promised me. He said, Richie, I've got doctors on site. I've got social distancing, man. I'll give you a whistle. If you see somebody, you blow it at them, too. But we're going to do what we got to do. Because these kids, like you were kind of saying, I believe, they got to get numbers, man. They got to do something because we don't know what tomorrow brings, correct? Lou, thank you so much for what you do, buddy. God bless you and your family. We'll see you actually Saturday up there in Columbia. Until then, how do we find you? How do we catch up with you on the World Wide Web, buddy? Yeah, all the all the works at, at thestate.com, and uh, just click on the high school tab, or um, and also uh, Lou at the State on, on Twitter. I can be found there as well. Appreciate it, Richie. All right, see you Saturday, buddy. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Lou Bezjack, the State Paper, as he covers it head to toe and all around. The great state of South Carolina, man, he has done a phenomenal job since his first days of, uh, I tell you, covering the newspaper stuff, man. These guys never sleep. They're tweeting, they're Facebooking, they're in their articles, they're doing it all. Down here, we've got David Shelton, who does a phenomenal job for the Post and Curry. I know up in your areas, you've got your go-to guys when it comes down to uh, doing their things. Here, of course, uh, in Somerville, yeah, the Somerville Journal, we've got Roger Lee. You could always see old Roger Lee doing his thing here around the Dorchester County Schools. And, of course, we appreciate everybody who does everything because it takes all of us to get the word out. we got to take a break. We'll reset. I'm going to bring Eugene back in. I've invited some people out, and I'm going to invite you to come out. Come on air with us. If you're a high school coach and you're listening, I'm calling you out. I want to hear your voice. I want to have a conversation with you tonight about all the craziness that's going on in the world of sports because – yeah, college affects you too, right? Because you're helping recruit these young men and women to the next level. So it means something to you. Well, it should. Come on in. Hang out with us. The number to call in is 323-784-9681. Again, go ahead and hit that one. So one three two three seven eight four nine six eight one. That's the number to call in. Hang out with us. Uh, we don't have any guests at right now. 
as of right now, we don't have any guests right now, but we may have just checked in back to Charlotte, which means that may be Reginald Walker Jr. hanging out. So hang tight. We may be heading in to another conversation with a former Nittany Lion. He played for Joe Pa. Next, I think he may be joining us here on Southern Sports Central, but maybe not. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to head right back to the Tip Farm Hotlines. we got two on the line. If you'll hold tight, Reginald Walker Jr. is going to come up next. But first, we head to Saluda with the one and only from Saluda now, Bulldog Burke. You can hear the show live on Tuesday afternoons right there on Facebook. You go to, well, Saluda now. Like that page. Listen to that show. It's always a five-star show with a bunch of five-star dudes on a Tuesday afternoon. Without further ado, I don't hold it against him that he's a Georgia Bulldog guy, but I will yeah. bring him in here and talk some football with the guy. What's up, Bulldog Burke? What's going on, <laughs> We're doing good, man. You and I talked a little bit earlier, and I want to say thank you yeah. so much for always inviting me on your show, and I, and I always open the door yeah. for you to join us on our show. But, you know, we're, we're all driving in the same direction, maybe on different shows, mm-hmm. but our goal is the same, push these young men to where yeah. they – Never been before. Educate them, entertain them, but get that word out about the guys and girls of high school sports. Now, 
we'll get right into what I think you want to talk about, and that is the world of skis. They're good to go, man. Yeah. I just had in here with us Lou Benchak. He did an article about it. He said that they're going to play it as normal, and like you and I talked about, and I gave you some love earlier. Yeah. I said, well, me and Bulldog Burke were talking, and uh, what about yeah. these kids that uh, need to get some film? They're going to transfer. What's your thoughts, man? Well, uh, speaking of the show, Tuesday we're going to have Zach Matthews from King Academy on the show with us on Saluda Now. And uh, they've even been talking to Saluda Now about covering the games. I don't know how we're going to do that. But uh, all I told him was you better cook some more hot dogs and hamburgers because you're going to have a whole <laughs> lot more fans if South Carolina High School League comes out and says we can't have public school ball. But uh, – Anyway, it's an interesting scenario that you could have a possible uh, Mr. Football candidate in South Carolina playing skis of ball because mm-hmm. they don't want to sit out and miss their season. They want to be ready to play college ball. If they were hold, to hold out to the spring, they possibly could be injured. And to avoid that possibility of being injury and, and to avoid that situation, They'll transfer to a skis school and play potentially in front of a crowd uh, comparable to uh, regular high school football on Friday nights. So it's an interesting situation. And, you know, I think it really opens the door for these athletes to showcase their talents individually. Of course, they will be working with the team component. But I think it, it opens the door for them to do this if the South Carolina High School League should, should frown on uh, public schools having a, a regular football season this fall. Yeah, no lie, no, no doubt about it. Live right now with the one and only from Saluda Now. Of course, that's Bulldog Burt talking about the skeezer. These guys are going to mm-hmm. look like heroes in a lot of towns coming to you. Of course, we have Pinewood Prep. Right here, we've got some other schools in Charleston as well, but closest to the studio is Pinewood Prep. Maybe that phone call needs to be made, Bulldog Burt. Maybe that's an opportunity for us to, hey, give these kids some love too because so many times they've had to play the back burner, Bulldog Burt, and now this is their time to shine, man. So I think you're right. I think people are going to be hungry. They're going to be eager. They want to get into these stadiums and watch some football in the fall because that's just what we know to do. We're we're creatures of habit. So if there's an opportunity to get that itch, we're going to go scratch it. Hey, I went to the grocery store earlier today. People were shopping normal. The crowd was normal. What about on Friday nights? What do people want to do? The weather's going to start cooling down. That Those evenings are going to start brewing in August, and people are going to be wanting to be on the football field watching the best of the athletics, athletes in South Carolina. They may still have an opportunity to do that with Skeezer. And it's something for the leadership of Skeezer to think about. Um, not only is it showcasing talent on Friday nights, but it's also bringing light to their school. Uh, one of the mm-hmm. things Skeezer does is they try to recruit people to come and have a private school education. Not only are they planning on having football this, this fall, but they're planning on going back to in-person education. How important is that to a parent right now? Uh, we just took a poll on Saluda Now, and over 65% of the of the poll 
question uh, with the uh, answer the question said that they prefer in person learning over virtual distance learning. So, um, and that number, of course, will change because it's not Tuesday yet, but uh, that poll will run through Tuesday and we'll find out the uh, eventual results. But right now, 65% of the parents polled said they prefer in person education. Now, you know, there's different opinions out there, uh, varied, but um, of course, our school district and other school districts across South Carolina are sending out surveys to parents and, and guardians of these children, and they're surveying them on what they want. So I think this is a reflection of what you'll see in the surveys mm-hmm. that the educators are going to be looking at in making a decision district by district across our state whether to open school or not. And I think this is also going to go into effect with the South Carolina High School League. They're going to have to really consider this thing and say, hey, people want football. People want to be on Friday night, uh, just like Saluda. I'll just take Saluda, for example. Our stadium uh, probably can see upwards of uh, 6,000 people. So on a Friday night, we could uh, theoretically space everybody out, socially distance, and still have about the same amount of crowd as we were if we were all sitting on the home side. Some people would have to go to the visitor side, of course, because most most uh, visitors that we have come to town, uh, to uh, like a football town like Saluda, on a Friday night doesn't carry, you know, a lot of fans. And, of course, you can stand around the perimeter, around the, the fence. We do allow that in Saluda still. So you have a lot of opportunity to view the football game and still be socially distanced. And wear a mask. Wear a mask. Make everybody in the stadium wear a mask. But it's an argument that, that the South Carolina High School League are, are going over right now. That's the scenarios playing in their head. But I'm telling you, if, if the possibility comes up that they look like they're not going to have football, then uh, a lot of these great athletes may switch over to skis and pop. Yeah, no doubt about it. We're live right now with uh, one of many that put together a phenomenal broadcast for the Saluda Tigers, the football program. By the way, 2019 2A state champion Saluda Tigers, as uh, they know a little bit about what it takes to be a champion. How, how much are they, uh, and, and I know this isn't a favorable conversation for you, to have with that head coach over there at Saluda, and I'm sure there's got to be a skis of school within an arm reach bird of Saluda, uh, how much are these guys worried about one of their star players leaving? Because, again, you know, these these colleges are going to start looking at one point at the class of 2022, so the earlier they can get some film, the better off they are. So any fear that some of your top, I would say, Tigers, right, would be leaving and going to yeah. another school come the uh, couple months from, or at least a month from now? Yes. Uh, well, unfortunately, most of our star talent are graduated this past year. Uh, we have some rising talent. I think you'll see them. They're sort of young. So I don't really think Saluda specifically has to worry about that. But the, some other coaches uh, are, are really worried. You know, they're concerned uh, not only about that, you know, is Georgia going to have football? You know, uh, mm. uh, a, a child could theoretically cross over the state line, especially if you live in a border town. 
so, you know, we all these things come into play. Uh, recruiting is so important in college. But guess what? It's becoming more important in high school, especially after the uh, court ruling about skis, skis a ball and private school ball uh, that these athletes can transfer from a public school to a private school. And uh, so um, you're seeing all these things play out. And hey, here's another here's another monkey wrench to throw in all this scenario we got going on. Not only uh, can you transfer, but because uh, and it's going to go into effect this year in college. Watch it. I can put, play a college athlete for their likeness and brand shirts, whatever I want to sell, and with using their likeness and use that use their name to sell my shirts. What about high school? What about the high school players? Can I use their likeness and pay them to sell shirts and so forth? Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's a million questions. It's a lot to think about. But the thing about it is, an athlete does pro, a football athlete does not want to be sitting on the sidelines trying to play ball this spring versus the fall and risk having an injury. But before college starts back, and the colleges are starting in fall. They're not going to wait till the spring. The Big Five have already spoken. The uh, Big Ten spoke today. ACC feet fall suit. You can look at it. it's going to be a domino effect. The Big Five will have football this year. And what does that mean for next year? It's going to be in the fall again next year. Mm, no doubt about it. Dropping us some knowledge. Bulldog Burt, all the way from <laughs> Saluda, South Carolina where they breed championships, and it's ring day, of course, a few months ago where they got their ring. Uh, Bulldog Burke, before we yep. get you out here, brother, man, how do we find you? How do we keep up with you? And uh, how do they listen to you guys on Tuesday afternoons, buddy? All you have to do uh, is just go to Facebook, like Saluda Now. Just type in the one word, S-A-L-U-D-A-N-O-W. It's one word, Saluda Now. Like our, like our page. It'll come up on the alert when we're live on the air this coming Tuesday, 2.30 to 4, and we're going to have an interview with Zach Matthews, coach of King Academy. You don't want to miss that. And no doubt we'll promote you guys for sure on the uh, social media as well. Bulldog Burke, not only thank you for being a part of our show tonight, thank you for all that you do for high school sports and these young men that we actually interviewed every one of your baseball players, the seniors, uh, and we even paid homage to the, uh, the, to the young man who uh, I believe was uh, left us a little early with a car incident as well. But uh, we just want to say thank you for all that you do, all that you continue to do in that community, and anything we can do at Southern Sports Central, please don't hesitate to reach out, buddy. For what you do, Rich, and we enjoying the program up here in Saluda, South Carolina. God bless you, buddy. Thank you very much. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Saluda checking in tonight. Now, we got to head to the 815. I don't believe it's Reginald, but I do know we have a caller hanging out with us. Good afternoon. Good evening. Welcome to Southern Sports Central. Who's with us? Uh, this is Tim. I'm down in North Augusta. North Augusta checking in. We're taking the rounds. Uh, what's happening, Mr. Tim? How's life in Augusta, South Carolina? Or down? In, are you in Georgia side or South Carolina side of Augusta? South Carolina side. I know Coach Eugene. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I, I want to protect. <laughs> I want to protect the identity of my child in particular, but. 
uh, the way that this is going down, and, and I don't know where your question was going to lead, but the 815 is the Chicago area code. I'm originally from Chicago, sure. just had the cell phone number for 20-plus years, so never changed it. I've been in North Augusta since 2001, and um, look, has anybody bothered to call the CDC themselves? Because that's what I did today. If people would hang tight for a couple of weeks, this thing's going to go away. The amount of testing that is going on, even with a positive test, the CDC only can qualify as a pandemic if the hospitalization and death rate fall at a certain line with the number of positive tests. We could have 40 million positive tests, but if the hospitalization and death rate stays where it is, it'll be off the pandemic list by August 1st. We need to chill out. One of my son's best friends is the second in command of DHEC. Guess what they're saying? The same thing. This thing will not even be on the pandemic list in three weeks. Everyone needs to chill out. Live right now with Mr. Tim down there in North Augusta checking in with us. And, again, you know, that's what we love. We love to have you guys telling us not what's not going to happen. I love to hear the positive stuff. And, and you're right. So you made the phone call. What is, what, I guess what pushed you to that point? Because I know I've seen some social media with you and I, not you and I, but you and others, and I haven't invited you tonight. I said, come on in, hang out with us, and, uh, and, and tell us what's on your mind. Because, again, you know, you, this gives you a voice rather than an opportunity just to put something out there on the social media site. But – you say in two, well, well, say, two to three weeks this is going to go away? In two to three weeks, the divide between the positive tests and the hospitalization and death rate will be so great that it will no longer qualify under CDC guidelines. So unless they change the guidelines, which they won't, it'll come off the list. I called, this, I, I called and talked over to their office today. I, I got passed around on hold 16 times, but I finally got a hold of somebody because I'm tired of reading all the things that people post that don't really know. So in my world, from Chicago, we go straight to the source. I wanted to ask somebody at the CDC directly, what do you know about this? What's going on? Why are the tests? And then I went to DHEC, same thing. 507,000 tests have been issued in South Carolina. We are still below 1,000 deaths. That is 0.0002% death rate. I have a better chance of falling off my bike today and dying than from COVID. We need to get back in school, open the schools, play the games on time and as scheduled. Everybody who's afraid to play, sign a waiver, opt yourself out, and don't play. Everybody else needs to play. Because just like your previous caller from Saluda, my child's a class of 22. I guarantee you he's going to get junior year film. You know why? Because I'll take him to Iowa, Colorado, Ohio, or Connecticut to get that film. Right. Everybody's going to try to transfer to those skis of schools. Well, you can only have so many kids. So, I'll take them wherever. I have the means to do it. Not saying I'm special or anything like that, but I'm going to do whatever I need to do to help my child, who does have an opportunity to play at the FBS level, to get him that junior year game film, which is more important in most cases than senior year game film. How many kids that are rising seniors this year are already committed? They need that junior year game film more than the senior year game film. So I think this is, you know, I'll do whatever I need to do for my child to get him to play. And if the South Carolina High School League is listening, go check your own facts. How about make your own phone call to the CDC or the DHEC office, get some facts, and then play the games. Because the, the death rate and the hospitalization rate, by the way, 1,400 hospitalizations due to COVID in the state of South Carolina. Five million people. 507,000 have been tested. 
1,408 people have been hospitalized due to COVID. That's 0.0003%. Why are we afraid of this thing? Go out and live your life. Play the games. I love it. And then when you want the facts, you got to call the fact checker. And, of course, uh, Mr. Tim over at North Augusta doing just that. And I agree with you 100%. And and that's what I was telling Bulldog Burke. I said, look, kids are going to go play where they can play. I mean, right, you see this in college football. You'll see this now in high school football if the opportunity is given. And, and again, like you said, you'll drive your your young man two, three states away, whatever it takes, right? You guys do it in travel sports all the time, maybe not as much in football, but you do do it in the seven-on-sevens, right? You do go down to Florida. You do go to Georgia. You go to other places because you got to go where the well, action's at. Well, not, not only that, but to look around. They're playing youth baseball. They're playing soccer. They're playing volleyball. They're playing uh, – the kids are all hanging out at their, each other's houses doing sw- – they're swimming in pools. They're, you have no idea where the COVID could come from. And, by the way, the group from 0 to 17 years old has a 100% survival rate in South Carolina. Not one death. Not one. Even then, we've only had 15 hospitalizations of kids between 0 and 17. Last I checked, that's the group that plays football. Not me, not the 40-something-year-old. It's those guys. So if the fans want to go to the game, wear a mask. I'm fine with that. Wear a mask if you're so scared of it. Do it. I'll wear a mask, too. Make it a requirement to go to the games to wear a mask. That's a small price to pay to get to watch the kids play football. But the fact is the kids that are 0 to 17 are, like, immune to this thing. So I don't think – I don't know why anybody's making any changes. This is the Big Ten Conference, the SEC, all these guys are making their jump too early. If you want to push the South Carolina high school season back three weeks so we start after Labor Day, you can still get a full season in before the end of the year and have two weeks of extra patience to figure out what the CDC and the DHEC is going to do, then do that. But to cancel it now before you have all the facts and before you see this divide that continues to grow daily, get bigger, is insane. Why would you cancel a football season before you had all the information? I don't understand. I mean, this is just – I don't know who's running it up there, but I guarantee you that I'll file a class action lawsuit on, on Wednesday next week if South Carolina High School cancels public football. And if I lose the lawsuit, I'll take my son somewhere else. Wow. i tell you what, I, I, I can applaud you for putting in that effort. I applaud you for calling into tonight's show, and I appreciate it, giving us the knowledge that you're giving us there. and. Uh, and I think you're going to be one of many that are going to file these suits. And, and I think that's definitely something that I haven't talked about on the show. And, again, I appreciate you bringing that up because, again, I don't think you stand alone. I think there's going to be a lot of upset parents. And, and Eugene and I have had this conversation on and off the air about parents willing to sign a waiver. But you got to sign waivers. Anyway. Well, that's, that's, that's the last thing. That's the last thing I want to say is just give us the choice. It's not your right to right. take it away. It's our right to decide if we want to play or not. If you don't want to play, don't play. If you want to play, put a release waiver that protects you from being you know, liable. That's what they're all afraid of. That's why they want to cancel it. Put the waiver in front of the parent. If the parent signs it, the kid plays, and he gets COVID, that's on the parent. That's not on the school. That's not the school's job. They aren't nurses and doctors. That's not their job. They're administrators and educators. Do your job. Let the, everyone else do their job. The parents can handle their own children. We don't need you to tell us whether or not we think they can play football or not. I can, I can make that decision on my own. Just give us the choice. The fact that they wouldn't give us the choice is the reason for the lawsuit. That's it. Well, Tim, we appreciate the call, buddy. We hope you and your family do stay safe through all the craziness. And anytime you want to get in here, I invited you in. I'm always, the door's always open. The phone lines are always here for you. And I appreciate you taking time out and hanging out with us here tonight. 
No, I appreciate the opportunity to say something. Uh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Always an opportunity, guys. Look, we are not going to dictate, regulate, or, or, or push you into a direction. We want to give everybody a chance to speak. Again, I, I applaud Tim. He, that's, his, that's his right. He, he believes that, that, that this is what he feels that he needs to do. As you hear from some other guests that come on here, and they give us their ups and downs and all around. And, Eugene, I'm going to bring you in for the next six minutes before we go to the top of the hour. At 8 o'clock, by the way, we will have a coach from Wren High School that just reached out to me. He's going to be checking in up there as well. Now, uh, another team that won, I believe, before a state championship, a coach will join us there. Uh, Eugene, I, I know this is something close to you. You, you know this young man in stream, you pretty well, I think. Uh, your thoughts on that interview, or at least that phone call? Um, actually, you know, we've actually never met in person. Um, I've seen him on uh, through – I'll say recruiting and, and, and other things to do with football and camps and things like that. Uh, we've actually never met in person. Um, you know, he, we kind of started off, you know, Tim's a very passionate guy. He played high school uh, and, and uh, actually played a quarterback at a very large uh, power five school. And uh, I don't think found that out. He actually never told me that. His wife had told me that once um, when Tim was unavailable to come to one of the events. And, uh, you know, I mean, he, he played quarterback. He played, I think, basketball. I think she said baseball wrestling and, and things like that uh you know the very first time i ever met him he kind of called me out on something so <laughs> and, um <laughs> on one of the athletes that i train and so uh you know it kind of started out very auspiciously and um it's he's just the guy that he's going to say what's on his mind some people say the same thing about me so you know it's uh, i think for the first couple uh digital conversations we had it was very uh Everybody's kind of looking around like if uh, possibly we were going to walk outside the field there for a little bit. But, um, you know, he's just he's a passionate guy. He's got a big uh, crew over uh, North Augusta at the football team and um, the team's around. And I know he's got a uh, kind of a a passionate following as well. But, you know, the thing I hear is, you know, he just wants to do whatever's best for his kid or what, you know, they want to decide or have that opportunity, um, you know, I guess he, like he said, I didn't know that, but, you know, he has the resources to take him to other places, than, you know, to play South Carolina is not an option. But, you know, and I think that's going to be the same thing like what we hear for um, a lot of the high school school high school players now, just like uh, Lou said. A guy comes in and they, you know, could be Mr. Football this year. They're not going to have a high school season. You know, I'm, I'm sitting around looking at a couple of kids I know um, across the room, and I'm thinking – Dang, maybe that skis option might be there. I hope uh, Coach Call and uh, Coach Smith and Lucy Beckham and some other coaches that I can train kids for aren't listening right now. But, you know, I mean, if, they, if that's the only opportunity for them to play. And like uh, Tim said, if you have a junior, well, I know that because I know going with Gerald's recruitment, that junior film is the most important film you will ever have trying to get a D1 right. or a scholarship in general. It's not your senior film. Gerald dominated the state as a receiver his senior year. He was number one in the state by tons of yards. And, school, you know, we're looking at that. They were already full because they based it off a junior film. And so, you know, he was right about that point. And, you know, if you're a parent of an athlete or if you're an athlete, shit, you might want to look at some skis of schools if that's an option. If they, because what happens if the ruling comes out on Wednesday or whatever it is, someone mentioned Wednesday, and high school league says, well, we're not going to have high school football at all this year then everybody's going to be calling the skis of coaches. And it sounds like they already have, uh, you know, according to Lou, those phones have already been blowing up. So, you know, that might be that might be an option. It's not going to be an option for every kid. 
So kids are going to get left out. So, again, it's just like I was saying in that analogy or that scenario with the four-quarter rule. The high school league needs to stop what they're doing, and they need to look out for kids. Now, on the flip side, I get it. Okay, we're looking out for the safety of the kids. I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into my personal opinions about COVID and, and you know, um, uh, individuals up to uh, 20 years old. I'm not going to get into that, but I will just say that um, – they, high school league period needs to start looking out for the best interest because if you have athletes who go over to Skiza and ball out and get filmed, there are going to be kids sitting around. And they're not going to be in the classroom either. They're going to be sitting at home. They're going to be without their friends, without social interaction, without their sports, without their, you know, the physical activity. And I know for a fact um, the mental illness side of this is coming out in a lot of adolescents. This is just destroying them. And I've had several doctors say that um, mental illness is just as bad as the physical illness right now, and it's getting worse. So I just think the high school league really needs to consider that. And, you know, if it is an option to give parents a choice, you know, sign the waivers, then give it up to the parent. I'm not, I'm not giving my opinion on it. I'm just saying if that's an option, right. put it out there. Just put it out there. If not enough parents sign right. waivers, you can't do it, then just say, you know what, we gave you guys the option. We went with the masses, you know, as parents who did not feel comfortable – Therefore, we're going to go with the parents on this because it's your children, you know best, and then we'll pull the season. But to not give that proposal and give the parents a choice, then I think they're running a foul. And I think, you know, just like the um, our first – well, both callers, actually, both of the reporters said, you know, they can see a lot of damage being done already from past history with the right. high school league, and this might be making it worse, kind of uh, digging that hole deeper, so to speak. Yeah, a lot to take in there. And I do want to thank Tim all the way from North Augusta for, for chiming in because, again, you know, the, the one thing about where we live at in America, you, you have the right to have an opinion, you know, and they want to, and people want to have a choice, right? I mean, that's why you're here. Have a choice. Give you a choice. And, and I understand every side of this thing. I, I really do. And, yeah, I saw something come out today. We got a break because it's top of the hour. We're heading actually to Wren High School where Coach Abrams is going to be checking in. He's one of the coaches on the staff there. He's going to be checking in. Uh, from his school up there in the upstate. But, you know, I saw that earlier, that, that the kids are, are now being medicated because they're going through things, you know. And, again, we can talk about that on another day, another show, because I, I do have my, 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 my feelings on that as well. But on the athletic side of life, I, I can tell you that we interviewed at least 200 kids on this show during the spring that were sniffling, that were totally distraught, right, girls and guys, and, and a few coaches, oh, by the way, that were not in, in, in good spirits because their season cut short. And this is a big deal. And, and I think that you're going to see Skiza is, is going to pack out the stadium. I think they're going to load up the rosters. And, and how many really quick – well, Eugene, we'll hit this when we come back because it is top of the hour. But we want to find out how many Skiza schools there are here in Charleston. So kind of search that up in between now and when we come back. You're listening – to Southern Sports Central. Coming up, Coach Abrams all the way from Rent High School. They won some rings this, well, last year, the class of 2019, uh, the season where they, of course, brought home the 4A state championship. Now that, we'll talk with him and his group of guys when we come back. Don't go anywhere, guys. We're coming to hour number three.
groove slightly transformed Just a bit of a break from the norm Just a little something to break the monotony Of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes the move romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it And think of the summers of the past Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast Pop in my CD and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back cause it's summertime. Summertime. Everybody, I'm Richie. I'm alongside Eugene Benton for hour number three. Count them out, two in the books, one on the way. We want to thank Mr. Tim all the way from North Augusta. My man brought some truth, laid it down, and walked away as his microphone drops across the stage. And I'm telling you, you don't have to agree with him, but you got to respect it. And at the end of the day, it's his child. It's his choice, right? As much as we hear Coach Smitty's side, and there's always two or three sides to a storyline. I'm going to give you this. There's a lot of truth in what that man said. Eugene, I know he's had his opinions, and, you know, we, we do put out our feelers. We do put out our thoughts. You know, we, we of course, uh, you know, we understand the, the side where these young men, again, they've got to do what they've got to do to put themselves in a position to play at the next level because there is going to come a time where high school coaches can only do but so much. If there's no season, there's no film. If there's no film, well, how does that help recruiting? And there will come a time in spring when they go from class of 2021 to class of 2022 
Say that three times fast. Now, I will thank him for joining us. Of course, how about the check-in from Bulldog Burke from Saluda now? He checked in here with us. And then, of course, started it off with Lou Biz Jack, one of the best in the biz, especially writing the articles from top to bottom. He covered that Skiza story. You can go find it on our Twitter page at SO Sports Central. You can also go to our Facebook page at Southern Sports Central. We've put all that information for you out there, for Lou, of course, talking to the head of he's in. It is full steam ahead. What do they say in NASCAR? All gas, no brakes, or green flag is flying for skis, and they're looking to get it on in September, maybe early August, late August. I don't know. All right, let's go back to the hotlines, and we're going to check in over here on the Tent Farm Hotlines with Coach Abrams all the way at Wren High School, who's he got a little bit of ring action on that finger. What's up, Coach? <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. My hand's a little heavy today. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you, and again, I, I think you have a do – don't you also have a connection to Cedar Grove High School? I'm sorry, repeat that? Do you have – is it you – I talked to a couple of coaches, but I just, I'm trying to figure out, do you have a connection over at Cedar Grove High School as well? Do you know um, any of the guys up there in Atlanta or no? Oh, no, sir, no, sir. I went to uh, high school at uh, Independence High, Vance High, they're both in Charlotte. And then I also did a Charlotte. year down in Dunwee, gotcha. Georgia. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, just making sure. Now, a couple of things. Uh, first of all, congratulations on your trophies, your rings, and everything there. You guys had uh, quite the athletes from one of the best quarterbacks. Uh, well, th- well, I would say arguably the best quarterback in that class coming out there. Now, he's heading out to the state of Alabama to play over there some college ball and, uh, you know, continue to put other guys in and around the league. But, you know, what's the mindset, before we talk some headlines that have been coming out uh, over at Wren High School? I had a chance, by the way, to interview the head coach's wife right after that win. And, uh, man, there's nothing better than talking to the coach's wife after winning the state championship. Oh, man, it's awesome, man. Mrs. Tate, especially for, you know, the Tate family. You know, they're from Wren. You know, they went to high school there and to bring – the first state championship back to that school you know it was just an honor just to be part of it and the way they welcome me and it just I mean again you can't you can't fathom how that story how that storyline went and like I said this year honestly we're just waiting waiting to see what happens I mean you know you know with everything up in the air um, we're very excited with the season hopefully coming around you know with us taking on Buford Georgia you know, first game of the year, and we all know who Buford is. If, you, if you're down in Georgia ball, you know who Buford is and their mm. powerhouse program, and that's something that's a big measuring test for us just to get the season started. Now, of course, uh, you do your thing over there with the team as well, but, but now with the news coming out that you see college is starting to, I would say, maneuver their their chips on the table, high school has also – kind of put some stuff out there, and you've probably seen one of the formats that has you guys in football playing in spring one, which it looks like that's a January kickoff. Have you guys over there on the staff, have y'all talked about it? And uh, have y'all been affected by the shutdown of the summer workouts? Well, yes. I mean, I think the shutdown affects everybody, whether you're still allowed to get out there and do some workouts with, you know, one uh, nine players and one coach, uh, everyone's affected by it. And in terms of the, yeah, we've heard about it, but we're kind of taking a mindset, like, let's just take it day by day because with so many ideas and so many, you know, uh, theories of whether we can play now, we can play later. We're kind of just like, let's just take it day by day. But 
you know, let's prepare for it as if we can play now. And if it comes out with whatever's official, then we'll deal with that at that time. But as of right now, we're just like, hey, let's just keep getting our guys in shape, keep keeping them out of trouble, uh, keep handling all the things we need to do with our mask and our and our distancing, and we're doing a great job of that. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Oh, by the way, if you're looking for quarterback you, it definitely goes through Red High School. Uh, Kelly Bryant, one of those guys, of course, uh, you know, the young man we just talked about, Ramon Robinson, uh, a big contributor with you guys up there in the upstate. He's a big contributor here, as I call him, the quarterback whisperer uh, in the upstate. Uh, what is it about the quarterback play that you guys have over there that year after year? And, of course, mention the young man that just graduated that broke a state record, I believe, during the state championship game as he got a ring and a state record all in one. Oh, well, you know, first of all, kudos to, to Ramon. You know, I've watched him since the, since the time I moved down here. Uh, like seven years ago, and just what he does with quarterbacks and what he does for the state of South Carolina, just putting players in a position to, to go to college. At the end of the day, parents don't want to pay for school, and we all understand that. So to have, to have to see a guy like that to be able to mold quarterbacks over and over and over again year after year, you know, is a big kudos to him. Now, as for our system, I mean, Coach Tate, got a, he got a well-oiled machine. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it from coaching against them, being at Seneca and being at Easley, and then to see it up close in person, you know, you can you actually watch the quarterback develop, you know, making the proper reads, throwing with confidence. And from where Joe came from, coming from Malden, you know, giving it a shot his senior year and to succeed the way he did, I mean, it's it just big kudos to the staff and for him for buying in. I mean, that's another thing. Like, you know, when you go somewhere, it doesn't matter where you transfer to, you got to buy into their system. And, when you're able to buy into the system, everything else is kind of just free flows and you're able to succeed. We're live right now on the air all the way up to Wren High School up there where these guys are coming off a huge 4A state championship and uh, beat the likes of Myrtle Beach. And uh, quite a battle it was between two really good quarterbacks and great talent all across the field. But it was uh, the Wren and the Hurricanes that walked out with a championship. Of course, Josh Abrams is one of the coaches over there on the staff. Uh, tell us a little bit about your side of the ball, your position, and, and were you kind of surprised in, in which way when these kids came back from what was a long break back into that summer workout before it was knocked off? Well, a lot of our guys have been able to, you know, we've been in contact with our guys just from, hey, just get out there and do something small. You know, uh, a lot of the posts on Twitter where you see colleges, college coaches are putting some workouts out. I've been able to adapt some of those and other coaches as well. But, hey, this is something we can send our guys for something to do while they're on the break. And a lot of guys did that. And to, to our surprise, a lot of our guys came back bigger, faster, and stronger. So we're very proud of them of these taking on that challenge and understanding that, hey, yeah, the circumstances are not pretty, but we still have to find our way. And that's how the season went for us last year. You know, things wasn't always pretty. You know, And, you know, with, with, with some of the games that we had, you know, winning 56 to 7, like, hey, sometimes we got to be in some dogfight. You got to find a way. And to see the guys, see the kids find a way now, you know, it speaks volumes on their character and how they're committed to what we like to do over at Rand. So very proud of them. And and as of right now, we're get, keeping them in shape, keeping them active, and they understand that, hey, it could be at any moment. So you don't have to get ready if you're already ready. There you go. It's hard to, you know, when you're ready to go, you're ready to go. There's not a getting in shape when you're in shape. Of course, we're live right now with Joshua Abrams. He's one of the coaches over at Rent High School, joining us now over here on the Tent Farm Hotline, talking high school football. 
uh, when you look at this, how, how much has it been for you as a position coach in recruiting, right? I mean, Zoom has been, you know, if you've not bought stock in Zoom now, shame on you, correct? I mean, that's probably the number one way to go through recruiting. But from a coach's point of view, uh, Coach Abrams, has it been a little bit easier for you recruiting because these coaches have been stationary? They're reaching out to you. I would feel like a little bit easier than they have to be in the past where they had to drive to you. How has it been from a coach's point of view? How have you enjoyed uh, the recruiting process uh, of what we've dealt with the last two or three months? Well, it, it's been interesting. It, a little bit on the, for me personally, been a little bit on the harder side. I prefer more of the face-to-face. Because you know you get to see get to see their emotion, get to see how they're moving, how they understand something, or how they're uh, accepting a comment or a player, and you really get to understand what they're looking for. And you know with the with the new rules now that sometimes like they can't do certain things, so I have to inform the player, hey, make sure you know reach out to this coach, reach out here, reach out there. So I mean it, it's a new I like new ideas are coming up. You know, Coach Eisen does a great job. Our defensive coordinator, Coach Tate, does also of just finding new ways to communicate with coaches, like, hey, let's try to do this here. Let's try to do this. So giving, giving, putting it, we're putting it more in our players' hands. Like, yeah, we're there to make sure you got everything in order in terms of grades, SATs, and all that stuff. But if they say, y'all got to reach out, and hey, you got to grow up a little bit and reach out to the coaches. We'll help you out any way we can. And it's been, it's been interesting. And I think it'll bring, like, a new wave of recruiting once everything kicks back. Live right now with the coach over there at Wren High School, Coach Abrams, joining us here on the hotline, coming to you all the way up there from Wren. Coach, how many championships have you been a part of as a coach? Is this one of your first ones? I know you've been coaching for quite a while, looking at your resume, very impressive. But uh, how many championships do you have under your belt, even after this one? Uh, this will be my first one coaching. This will be my second one as a this all overall uh was able to be part of a state championship four by four team in North Carolina my junior year, but as a coach, yeah, this is my first one, so it makes this one kind of bittersweet and you know very enjoyable. And it's it's, uh, it's interesting because I was able to bring my son with me, and you know he's seen it, so now he's a uh, he's actually a rising ninth grader. So to see him with that same oh I, now I want some championships myself to so get that drive and see how how hard it was to get one. You know, it's very fun now to see that that first one can actually start something very special, especially for this entire program. Well, you know, the easiest way to keep uh, to get winning is to start winning. Of course, uh, winning breeds more winning and other programs. And I know you guys had a lot of success that came out of the football season and led into your, your winter sports, and it looked to be pretty good for a lot of your spring sports. Unfortunately, cut short. Uh, Coach, I, I want to say thank you so much for checking in with us here tonight, being a part of our show. Um, you know, the final thing I'm going to ask you, you know, uh, how eager or, or what is the message right now that you guys, I guess, uh, that you're, you're telling these young men? Because there is going to be a little bit of heat right now. Let's say, for example, I know for fact that there's a, a Skeezer school down the street. Are, are you guys having conversation with your players and saying, look, stay where you're at, you know, let's, let's, let's grow where we're planning, let's stay together, and let's win us another state championship? Oh, yes. Now, our message for the guys is, you know, last year is over with. You know, we don't celebrate it. We got our banners and rings, you know, and now we've become the hunted. And in order to counter that, you still have to be the hunter. And we, the kids have accepted that idea. They've bought into it. They're, 
it's almost like we didn't win it at all. They're very hungry, very exciting. So now we just can't wait to get to it. Well, Coach, we uh, we greatly appreciate it. I had a chance to meet you actually on that night. We've connected since then. You've been on the show a couple of times, and and I want to invite you and all your coaches to come on anytime. We're live on the air. We'd love to hear from you. Your players, hey, they don't have anything else going on right now, right? I mean, have them call in while we're live on the air. We love talking to you guys. We're real proud of you, and we appreciate what you're doing personally on and off the field for so many young athletes that cross your path, Coach. Thank you so much. Thank you. You too. Have a blessed day and be safe out there. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. The one and only course, uh, Coach Abrams, joining us all the way from Wren High School. And uh, Wren getting on the board. How about that? The hurricane's blowing through the studio here. We got a break. We're going to come back. I'm bringing Eugene back in. But if you're a coach, you're a player, you're a parent, you're a, if you want to talk sports, we got uh, 45 minutes. Let's cut in and do what we got to do. The number to call in is 1-323-784-9681. Again, the number to call in live right now to talk about all this craziness that's going on from the high school to the college front, and will they play, won't they play, or will the skeezer, man, will they just flat out dominate the sport coming in here in September? Call in, 1-323-784-9681. Quick break, coming back. We'll recap that conversation and many more, guys. Don't go anywhere. First stands the glass. That will ease all my pain That will settle my brain It's my first one to take First Oh, oh. 
got a bottle of whiskey, but I got no proof that you showed up tonight, and that dress just a mess with my head. So much for so long, I'm tired of mind. Girl, you're looking so good, driving me out of mind. Oh, you're breaking my heart, baby, you're playing hard to forget. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Elman alongside Eugene Benton here, trying to get a couple of other individuals, hopefully, to get in here with us. If you're listening, you're part of the Skiza plan, you're part of the Skiza coaching staff, we'd love to hear from you tonight. Gosh, dog, you guys are going to be the headlines here in a couple of weeks here. Uh, man, talking about a packed house, socially distanced. Oh, by the way, it will be the Skiza schools coming near you. Of course, we do want to thank Coach Abrams from Wren High School uh, for jumping in here with us for about 15 minutes here tonight. I'm bringing Eugene back in, man. It's been a loaded show. we got a lot of listeners tonight. Uh, maybe it's for the first time. We welcome you, and we give you your rookie stripes. Uh, we'll rip them off here tonight. Uh, if you'd like to join us live, you can do that by calling in. The number is 1-323-784-9681. Again, the number to call in is one three two three seven eight four nine six eight one. You can also follow us on Facebook at Southern. Sports Central, and on Twitter at SO Sports Central. I want to give a shout-out to Guerin's Pharmacy tonight. Of course, they're located at 140 South Main Street, downtown Somerville. You can check them out by looking on the web at GuerinsPharmacy.com, or you can give the guys and girls a shout, 843-873-2531. And this is interesting because they actually have the best hot dog in Somerville. If you've never been there, I know Coach Call uh, grew up here. He's probably spent a lot of time. Over there, and uh, the Gurns Pharmacy, not only getting your pharmaceutical needs, but uh, doing a lot of things. It's Coach Eugene, we can hear you in the background, buddy. What's up? Hey, man, sorry. I was uh, trying to get uh, Coach Kimmery and Coach Waters' uh, phone numbers. I messaged with them before. I just was having to dig through a phone, plus I had the laptop open where we're running the show. Sorry about that. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so I ended up going back over the Twitter account, and I uh, tagged Coach Waters. He's the uh, head coach of First Baptist. You know, a lot of guys locally locally here know that uh, they've won a couple of state titles over at First Baptist. They have running back who's at Clemson. Um, and then, of course, you know, what Coach Kimry uh, obviously became famous uh, for throwing that fade pass uh, to beat Mississippi State for the University of South Carolina. He's going on to become a head coach over at Hammond. Uh, last year he had a five-star, a couple four-stars. Uh, they won, a, I think, back-to-back state titles. I think uh, for the last five years he had three straight t- – two or the three straight uh, titles in football with uh, First Baptist, and then the last two were won by Coach Kimmery and Hammond. So, anyway, I was trying to link up to those guys and get those guys uh, the number to call in. We'll see if, it, uh, if they can do it last minute um, to talk about, you know, w- what the skis the guys are hearing. And, uh, you know, maybe they say their their phone's blowing up or not, or maybe we can uh, have them on on um, Sunday or whatnot. Maybe we can set that up. But, anyway, so just trying to reach out to those guys and uh, – since they are part of the season, it seems like they're the ones that are, you know, full steam ahead. You know, the, the uh, boat's packed up and it's headed down the river, whereas the other guys still feel tied to the dock. And um, so anyway, but, you know, it, it's interesting hearing a different side um, of the story. And I'm also following the, the Twitter traffic and I see, you know, who likes what tweets and 
by what who says and who's retweeting it. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of, I've been kind of surprised by some of that. Um, some of the coaches I would have thought maybe felt one way, uh, when they, when they like stuff or retweet stuff, I guess that shows me that they, you know, it's completely wrong. And, uh, you know, but I guess, you know, that's why it's good to get on this uh, station and have those conversations, you know, let people get what they have to out, um, you know, express their opinions. Maybe someone listens to someone's opinion and says, you know, never thought of it that way. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should try that. Maybe we should try that or just give that plan a chance. Um, or, you know, some people are, you know, pretty gun ho Hey, you know what? Let's just wait. Okay. All right. You know, that's another option. You know, there, there's so many options. Um, and then there's also the do nothing option. That's actually an option. So it's still part of the same options anyway. But, <laughs> we've we've, we've, we've managed of... to master the do nothing option. I think that one, we can check that box. We're pretty good at do nothing. We, we've been doing that for what, three or four months now? We did get two weeks yeah. of workouts or three weeks. And that's then then that's it. And there are those out there who feel like we should continue to do nothing because there's still a a, a grave health risk. And that's okay. Sure. That's one of the, that's their feeling right. and that's their option. That's the option that they choose. Um and then we're hearing others right. out there who want the option of they want another option. You know, and so and and that's the part of it, is just putting this this stuff out there. You know, we open we decided to kinda move some things around to, to next week and just open up the show because, you know, a lot of coaches, what we're hearing are just, they're sick of, you know, sitting around and waiting. And, you know, uh, like I said, I saw a bunch of baseball coaches today, uh, high school baseball coaches from around the state. And they're just like, you know what, if they're going to switch the plan up and make us or, or have us go first, I just need to know because this is essentially our January where I got to figure out things on my roster. Remember I didn't have a season, so I don't know, what I really got have from last year. So they're like, you know, I got to do evaluations. I got to get guys back into training. I got to get pitchers into certain Mm -hmm. sessions and batting. And some guys even need to figure out a coaching staff. Yeah, but I had a bunch of, let's let's do this. But think about this, Eugene. And and again, I apologize for interrupting you, buddy, but I I hear you coaches. Listen, I hear you, but you know, it's not like football. If this was the football coaches and they were laying it down on them in two weeks or three weeks, they don't have these travel ball football seasons. You and I all know. You guys know like I know. There's kids that have been playing for like the last three or four weeks. They're working out. They're playing. You know who's coming back. You know who's going to be probably pretty sure who you're starting nine. It's like they had nothing else better to do than put a roster together four, five, six, seven, eight thousand times. You know who your coaches are coming back. It's not that big a deal. I played baseball. I played in high school. I played in college. I understand that, that yeah, it sucks. It's not the normal. It's an uncomfortable conversation. But let's, let's, let's stop doing that. Let's stop doing that because I, I can't stand it. It, it, it to me, and it bothers me because you're getting a chance to play baseball in the fall because there's no guarantee that we're going to be here to play baseball in the spring. And I understand that it's a shortened season, but it's a season because I can promise you Coach Tucker at Somerville High School, who I may get in here with us on Sunday – is terrified that there won't be a wrestling season at all. It's just that simple. Your guys are playing baseball. I can go to the shipyard in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, right now, and promise you that there's stack-packed and loaded talent. Matter of fact, Lou Bezjak lives in Columbia, and he knows there's a baseball tournament in Charleston, South Carolina. So don't sit here and cry. I hate to say cry, but my God, tell me that, oh, I've got to figure out where is this? Come on. 
You know who left when they left. You know who's coming back and who's coming back. The roster's loaded up. You got to bring a few new dudes in. That's fine. But you're pretty sure you know you're starting now. You know your home run hitters that are coming back. It's not like football, Eugene. And, and again, I didn't mean, I just, I, I've heard enough. And for you coaches, I, I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm not going to help. Well, there you go. Congratulations on your lack of leadership. That's just the way I feel. If you don't want to help a, a cause, then, then what, what, for what reason? So you're not going to be a part of helping your, your young athletes adjust? Right, that's life. This is life. This happens. Welcome. This is our job. This, this, this happens every day. So you're going to sit back and tell me that I'm not going to be a part of this. I'm not going to be. Where'd you go, leadership? You tell your athlete to do something, then you start and you do something. See, that's kind of the whole thing here. That's where we're, we're getting in this soapbox of, of the lack of leadership. Well, coaches, I need you to be the leaders right now. And you guys are awesome, incredible. And I know you're in your feelings and you're hurt and you're just, you're feeling like you've lost something. And yes, 2020 was hard for those kids, but we got to move on. We got to move on. All right. These kids, it's an awful situation. And thank God some of them got to play in another level, but we got to focus on this class of 2021. And if they only get six games, it's better than no game. Eugene, I mean, I, I hear you, but you were at the park today, correct? How many kids did you see on the baseball field today? Let's just guess at me. Um, all three fields were playing uh, simultaneously. Uh, there were some teams leaving when I got there. I only stayed for one game. Right. Um, and then there were teams playing after I left. So three parks times that's six teams, mm-hmm. at least 18 teams, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. If you do times, yeah, three games, that's about right, yeah. I do my math. That's my thing. That's my thing. So I got to make sure my math right. He's my bean counter. I don't want people on social media calling out my math skills. You see my point. We do have a caller, but but we do have a caller. I want to head over there. We're going to have to table this because I don't know. I want to make sure this isn't one of our coaches that we've asked to call in. Thanks for calling in to Sports Central on a Thursday night. Who's with us? Uh, Johnny Waters with First Baptist. You called? Yes, sir. Coach Waters, first Baptist Giza, checking in on a Thursday night. Coach, how's life in uh, in Giza world and over at First Baptist? First of all, I hope you and your family are doing well. Yeah, we are. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Yeah, um, everything's going fine. Actually, we just came off the practice field about about 30 minutes ago. Phenomenal, man. First of all, uh, you know, I I appreciate you responding so fast. And, uh, you know, it looks like uh, to me, uh, you guys are, are ready to rock and roll, Coach. Uh, coming into spring or coming, excuse me, in September, uh, when you saw the high school and the other schools and the public schools doing their thing, you guys basically going to stand tall. I saw uh, some information coming out today that you guys are, are ready to go as normal. Uh, how busy yep. have you been on the football field, and how busy has your phone been from uh, maybe some outsiders looking to come in and play some football in the fall? Huh. Well. Um... Yeah, I'll tell you what, um, our leadership uh, with Mike, Mike Fanning has been outstanding. He's been on top of this. Um, we're taking all the precautions. It's different, you know, it's different. Um, but we've 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 gone ahead and, and done everything from distancing and all that, and, and it's kind of worked out. Um, you know, we were able to touch the football, I think it was, I think, not to the 15th or 16th or something like that, but, you know, we're moving right along. And I think um, next week everything goes good. We're scheduled for next Thursday 
to be able to actually start doing seven on seven amongst their own team. And then our actual practice will start. We're going to start on the 30th, like we, like we're going to start anyway in regular practice. So. We're live right now with the first batters football coach checking in with us, uh, coming off the practice field. Everybody else coaches is watching you guys center stage and, how bittersweet is it? You guys, of course, I know there's a lot of times you hear about the five A's, the four A's, and, and all of that, but look who is on center stage coming in August. I mean, you know what? We're creatures of habit. I'm thinking you guys, and, and we had a guy, Bulldog Burke, up and saluted, say to tell all you guys, you better go buy some extra hot dogs and hamburgers because business is about to pick up. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, you know, I, I tell you, um, we, we like to think um, – you know, down here, we also like to think that we're kind of front and center along with the other guys, too. We, we like to think we can compete with them also. But, no, I, you know, we've had, we've had a couple people maybe, you know, just, you know, kind of curious about it or whatever. But, you know, we're, we're different. Um, we, we don't make no qualms about it. You know, um, we're a private school, a Christian private school. And, you know, we, you know it's, it costs tuition to come to our school and, you know, and all that. And I'm sure, you know, there's kids that want to play football. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, we're going to cross that path. We've talked about it a little bit, but we're going to cross that path when it happens. You know, and, I, and, 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 you know, of course, you know, of course we love everybody you know, can play with First Baptist, but, you know, reality is I, I really I, I really hope that the public schools do play. And I know it kind of sounds weird, but at the end of the day, it's all about the kids. And there's going to be a lot of kids right. left out that are not, not able to play football. And that's, that's going to be um, – you know, that's going to hurt some of them. Not everybody's, not everybody's is fortunate enough to, you know, have the ability to come to a school like ours or, 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 or any other one. And, and not all of them can that are going to miss out on their senior year. And, and I hate that. And I hope it doesn't come to that. We're live right now all over at First Baptist here in Charleston, South Carolina, with Coach Waters joining us live over here, of course, on the hotline with us as they're coming fresh off the football field. News breaking out that these guys are ready to go. Football in the fall, it's a thing. And Skiza, as these guys are getting ready. Coach, tell us about some of your big guys coming back after uh, – and, again, by the way, you know a little bit about coaching up some cats. you got some big dudes around uh, the college level. But who's coming up this year that we need to keep an eye on? Yeah, we lost some, we lost some good ones. We had um... – we had six guys signed to play um, college, um, so they're off. Um, they're they're um, about all of them gone. I got about three. I only got half of them. Three more of them um, is reporting here the first of August. But um, we've we've got we, we we've got we've got we've probably got about seven that's going to play next level to fall after this year. Um, of course, um, two of our main guys, our quarterback Will Daniel, um, is probably I think you know, he's right there. Probably should be one of the ones top ones in the state as far as quarterbacks goes. And he's getting looks from Ivy League schools and um, some FCS schools and stuff like that. And then um, I got um, Mikey Blandon, um, our, our linebacker. Um, you know, um, Will was Will Daniels was the offensive player of the year last year, and Mikey Daniels was defense. And he's, he's, um, he's, he's dynamic. He's, he's getting FCS looks. So he's, he's really good. And then we got – I got a kid like Savon Washington that um, – primary played um last year and getting some looks from army and coastal and schools like that but we're gonna have to you know we lost all our receivers um to college so we're gonna um he's gonna play receiver and he looks really good there and um then we've got another receiver um um actually a, a transfer in um um Jaden hayward and um you've probably heard that name before from stratford um mm-hmm. they've they've come on for, and um 
and, and he's he's going to be he's, he's going to be really helpful. So um, you know, we we we've, we've got some we got we got some players, and then we're young though. Um, we're 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 really we're a young football team. Um, um we're kind of like we were back then when we won that first state championship. Uh, a lot of freshmen and sophomores, quality, a lot of quality, but very very young. So, you know, we 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 needed we actually needed a summer of seven on seven and stuff like that because the first game of the season is going to be that North Florida team comes up to us. You know, we went down there last year and snuck out of there with a win, but this year they come to us and um and they're pretty loaded. They got a receiver that's got offered from Oregon, Florida State, um and and I'm just hoping our young bucks um eyes won't be too big that first game. Well, Coach, if you need it to be broadcasted, I'm going to offer my opportunity right now for Southern Sports Center. If you would love for us to do a part of that, let's you and I touch base off the air after this broadcast, and I'd love to come over there to First Baptist and, and put you guys on the radio. Well, Coach, we, we'd love it. We, we, um, any, any, any time, um, any time um, we, we would love to have you over, um, and we appreciate you having us on tonight. But um, like I said, we'd love to show you our facility and what we're all about. It would be great. Any time, please. Always a pleasure. Coach Waters, thanks for all that you do. We're going to catch up off the air. This is first of many conversations. I got a thousand, man, but I don't want to bombard you, buddy. But uh, we appreciate you. Yeah. God bless you and your family. We'll talk soon, Coach. Thank you. Thank you very much. Right, bye. All right, guys. How about that? Coach Waters from First Bab is checking in. And now, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we're heading, well, to Columbia. And if uh, that suits me right, uh, we're going to check in with Coach Eric Kimry, coach, are you with us? I'm with us. I'm with you. Can you hear me? I got you, Coach Kimry, checking in all the way, of course, from Hammond. Hammond on the board here tonight, Coach. Man, I tell you, first of all, uh, Eugene and I, are big fans of yours. Uh, of course, your days in South Carolina, it's in the books. You know what you did. We're proud of those. But what you're doing up there at Hammond High School is, is even bigger, man. Uh, first of all, thanks for being a part of our show tonight. Hey, man, I'm honored to be here, and thanks for the invitation. Always a pleasure. So the news, of course, uh, that we're all talking about is uh, Skeezer. Man, you guys are uh, – get your popcorn ready, break out the soda pot, because football in the fall is a thing. And Skeezer, how excited were you when you saw, you know, the report come out that you guys were ready to go and green flags and all that good stuff? Well, we're certainly excited. I mean, I'm ca- I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, you know, listen, right now we're just kind of putting one foot in front of the other. But uh, we realize this is a dynamic situation. And, and there are, I'm sure there are still dominoes that could fall in which we would, you know, there could be some potential reconsideration of what we're doing. But as of right now, I really applaud Mike Fanning uh, and the league. I think they've shown a lot of courage uh, to push forward and, and give us the opportunity to play, so uh, I know we're we're preparing to play. Uh, you know, I heard Johnny on earlier. I know they're doing the same thing, and uh, we're hoping for the best for sure. We're live right now with the one and only coach Eric Kimry. Of course, he played his college days with the Gamecocks. He's now the head football coach over at Hammond. I believe uh, you're still doing your podcast, the Fade In podcast, over there as well. Well, I have. I did a few little backport sessions because we got you know. Uh, River Rat shut down, and we got quarantined, and uh, had some fun conversations with some cool guys. But uh, we'll pick it back up, you know, when we have football. Right now, I don't really want to do it unless there's something to talk about. So um, it's kind of on the shelf until the season gets rolling. Well, I tell you what, Coach. Anytime, anytime you want to join me and co-host it with me, myself, and Eugene, we'd love to have you. 
to talk about your days in Columbia and the things that led you to Columbia. And now, of course, the good Lord's led you to Hammond. Uh, you know, let me ask you this, and, and I kind of asked uh, Coach Walters as well a little bit, but you know, like I do, they're talking about for the public schools now playing possibly in the spring, spring one. That's January to somewhere around March. How much entertainment or how much has your phone been lit up by players in that area there in Columbia saying, look, I got to play. There's not a guarantee. I need to play now. Have you had a lot of guys reach out to you, or are you allowed to say so? Uh, no, I'm allowed to say so, and the answer is no. We've had a pretty clear uh, policy at Hammond. Number one, we're not going to take senior transfers at all for any reason. Um, we've never done that. That's been a school-wide policy. Uh, unless a kid moved from, like, out of state somewhere, you know, over the summer or something, and, and it was the right fit, and, uh, you know, for the academic part, um, then then they would consider it then. But, you know, for a local kid to say, hey, I just I want to play football somewhere in the fall and want to transfer within the city, I don't think our, our administration, our – um, academic people and an admissions office would would entertain that conversation. Uh, number two, if a younger kid reached out, you know, I think that the school would want uh, them to want to come to Hammond for the right reasons, which is more than just playing football. It's the whole environment. It's the academics. Um, it's it's everything that we do over there. So I would think we would probably need a commitment from that kid that they were going to be here for the long haul uh, and want to graduate from Hammond. So we haven't had a lot of that. Honestly, I don't think we're entertaining a lot of that. Uh, I'm a believer that you build culture um, and that your culture is what you lean on. And if you have a revolving door of new players that come in, you know, their, their senior year, uh, and a lot of them that come in even under that, then it's going to be really hard to kind of keep that culture together. And so we, we welcome kids that are interested in coming to Hammond because of the school itself, because of the academics, um, because of the greatness that, you know, I think every avenue of Hammond has. Um, but usually those are a little bit younger kids, you know. Uh, and so I don't anticipate a huge rush of people knocking down our door right now. We're live right now. I'm very fortunate to have the head coach over at Hammond, Eric Kimry. And, and, Coach, gained a ton of respect for you, your administration, your coaching staff. That's that's a great – I love it. I think that mission statement says it all right there, not allowing these kids to come in. And you're right. You know as well as anybody, culture in, in sports is where it all starts at. And, of course, you coming in as a Gamecock. How much have you been able to take your time at the University of South Carolina as your highs and your lows during this very tough time of COVID-19 and a lot of things that we've never seen before to where you're able to kind of talk to your players about battling through some of the tough times that's going to make you a stronger not only athlete – but a better person. Yeah, listen, you know, learned so much at South Carolina under Coach Holtz. You know, you learned a lot of what you would do. You learned some of what you wouldn't do. I had a great relationship with Skip Holtz there. I still talk to him to this day. Uh, I'm I'm sure you guys realize that uh, his mom, Beth, uh, Lou's wife, just recently passed. Uh, Wonderful family. So I was fortunate to be in South Carolina and learn a lot of those lessons. Uh, been been very, very blessed to be at Hammond. I teach a philosophy of religion class there. I have for about eight or nine years. It's an elective class for juniors and seniors. And so a lot of what I've studied, I try to instill in our players that, you know, we, we've had success at Hammond. We've won a lot of championships. And the thing that we always start with is that, you know, our, our mantra last year was to struggle well uh, because you're not guaranteed anything in life. And I think a lot of people – 
uh, in culture and society today kind of live with this romantic notion and they start from the whole that they're, uh, you know, entitled to these things and that they should come to them. And every year we start with we're not given anything. I don't care that you won a championship last year. I don't care that we had a four-star and a five-star on team last year. We're going to have to earn every single win that we get. And the way that we do that is to start from ground zero and say, you know what, this is going to be hard. There's going to be times you want to quit. There's going to be times that, you know, you want to do something else or you question why you're out here. That's the struggle. Let's struggle well. And if we do that every single day in practice and every single game, you know, then the whole will come together. And that's something that we're talking to our team about right now. Coach, i got to be honest with you. I'm feeling like suiting up right now and running out and, and playing for you. That's what I love about getting all these different coaches, man. That was awesome. I mean, to, you hear the passion and, and hear the thing, and like you mentioned, in our thoughts and prayers of the whole family, you know, he, he definitely took South Carolina when he came into Columbia, you know, and, and, and put – I'm a Gamecock myself, of course, Eugene as well. You know, and, and for us, it, that was when we started taking football serious, minus the late 80s or early 80s, when have you. But at least in our time, right, when you, when you look at things, Coach, that, that really we thought South Carolina was like, okay, cool, let's do this thing. And you guys were – you were part of that foundation that led us sure. a lot of great years, and even Spurrier coming in and doing great things as well. Uh, Coach, tell us about some of your players coming back. You talked about the kids in the past. I want to talk about some of your big dogs coming back that are a part of your team right now. Yeah, we've got a couple. You know, we had um, a lot of kids go play ball next uh, from last year's team. We're replacing essentially our entire defense. Started with our defensive line last year. We had Boogie Huntley and Jordan Birch, um, who both went to South Carolina. Our other defensive end, people don't know about him, but he, he went to walk on in South Carolina as a fullback. And we had a, um, a linebacker that went to um, the Citadel to play and another DB to walk on in South Carolina. So we had a heck of a defense last year. So that's going to be a, a big challenge for us. Uh, we had um, – it's going to start for us this year, a, a kid named C.J. Stokes is our running back. Uh, C.J.'s been offered by South Carolina. I think if he'd have been able to go to camps this year, he'd have over a dozen offers. He went to the, uh, the junior ESPN deal. That was a nationwide combine. He ran a 4-4 flat lasered time in the 40. So uh, he's 5'11", 190, can absolutely fly. Uh, so it's going to start with CJ. Um, he's a guy we're going to get the ball to a whole lot. Uh, we got a kid named Drew Bobo that just moved in. Might, I might recognize the last name, Bobo. Um, so Mike's oh, yeah. son, uh, Drew, Drew's a tackle. He's been offered by Tennessee and Maryland. Um, so we got a couple Power 5 guys right there. Uh, we got some other guys that got some smaller offers. Mason Harrington is a lineman for us. Seth Kirby's a tight end for us, 6'4", 240. Uh, we got a guy out wide named um, Cam Scott that I think has got college potential that will have to play a little bit both ways. So we're excited about the group that we have, um, and we are, you know, working hard to move forward as safely as we can. Well, Coach, I appreciate it. I want to open this opportunity whether there's a season for the other schools or not, we love to have you guys on. But I want to get your big guys. I need C.J. Stokes on the air. I need Mr. Bobo, not the coach. I want the player on here with us. But as many of your guys you can get, we like to get them in here for two reasons. Number one, we get them recognized on the air. And, of course, we give them a voice, a chance for us to get to know them and the community get to know them as well. But it also gives them a chance for some public speaking, right? So then when we do send them to their job interviews, this is just something that they do. The nervousness is out of the way, and uh, we're kind of killing sure. two birds with one stone. 
But, uh, Coach, for all that you do and really all that you've cool. done. That's really cool. Really good you guys do that. You know, at Hammond, we make all of our seniors give senior speeches in front of the entire school. Um, and so it's a really wonderful, I think, uh, vision to have kids come on and speak and learn to articulate themselves and, and get over the nerves. So I commend you guys for doing that. Well, again, Coach, anything we can do for you, as I just talked to Coach, uh, Coach Waters and said the same thing, anything we can do to help, we'd love to. Any chance that you're going to be at there? I think there's actually a combine on Saturday up there in, in Columbia. You guys, you got any guys going to participate in that one? Uh, I don't know. I have to check with them. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. So, um, you know, they're all working out on their own as much as possible, and we're having them work out with us. Uh, I, I won't be there Saturday, but I'm not sure if any of them are planning on going or not. All right, Coach. Well, again, thank you for all that you've done for the Gamecocks and our Gamecock Nation, those who are listening that are part of that, uh, that Garnet tradition. And, of course, uh, you keep giving back, man. There's so many – Great guys. We actually had Jarrell King, who's a big-time guy that comes on the show, and a few other guys that you probably recognize the name uh, as well that come on here. But uh, we appreciate you. Please, please come back anytime if you have some free time. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Y'all take care. Always a pleasure, Coach. Thank you very much. Guys, look at that. Coach Eric Henry checking in with us. Uh, Eugene, I'm going to bring you back in here with us, man. How about that, man? That's the power of social media. Coach Waters comes in. Our first Baptist, I think we got a job. We just uh, got hired for that North Florida job, man. Yeah, no doubt. And and the thing is, uh, so that's what you caught me when I was uh, trying to catch up with you, but I was also trying to get them both on the phone and uh, glad they both could uh, finish up what they were doing and jump on with us because, you know, like you said, they're in full practice. Uh, so, you know, I was kind of hoping for one, end up landing two fish. It's a pretty good day fishing, huh? But, um. You know, and, and I was, yeah, was going to ask Coach Waters. He's actually got one of my former kids, uh, and I don't call him a former kid. It's still a kid that that I love dearly. Uh, he's playing for Coach Waters over at First Baptist now. He's actually the uh, the first gentleman that's ever come to me and asked me for uh, for my daughter's cell phone number. He wanted to take her out on a date, and I uh, <laughs> actually obliged that young man. And um, like I said, I still see him every Sunday uh, and love him to death. He's now playing for Coach Waters over at First Baptist, but. Um, you know, with Eric and both of those guys, by the way, uh, I think if I'm correct, have the last five state titles uh, in Skiza. Yeah. So both of those head coaches know what they're doing, you know, and they put, who know, I, I can't even count anymore how many guys at, at the Power Five and, and D1 level. Um, you know, with obviously, uh, he spoke about Huntley and Birch. Birch was a five star, uh, Huntley was a four star, mm-hmm. both uh, Army All Americans. Uh, Coach Waters last year put the uh the big tall receiver down at South Florida. He decided to go down there when um when the coach left Clemson and then obviously the year before uh Coach Waters put the running back up there at Clemson and you know for in state kid, you know as well as I do for, for all the reasons sure. and that go into that, for an in state kid to get a full scholarship, not a preferred walk on, but a full scholarship offer to Clemson that's a pretty big deal. And, and, you know, just like Mr. Birch being a five-star, and he could have gone any uh, college in this nation he wanted to, same as Huntley, the four-star that was his teammate there at Hammond. So these guys know what they're doing, um, you know. And I, I was actually surprised, you know, Hammond, Hammond can't take five, uh, a senior transfer. That's a pretty cool rule, you know, similar like Clemson. Clemson doesn't take JUCOs. Um, you know, and I respect those guys because, like you said, it's a culture thing. And so, um, you know, if yeah. it's the junior kid, you know, the junior kids sounds like they have a chance if they want to go play for Coach uh, Kimry. But, um, 
you know, uh, I'm sure it might be one of those cases, like you said, where if an athlete wants to come in, maybe they sit down with the administration and explain why they want to come in. Who knows, man? You know as well as I do, you don't just turn good people away. You know, not they're good people with a, a good story to tell. So, But it, it was pretty cool because we started out with, um, you know, some coaches. Uh, we've had coaches and assistant coaches on tonight. Uh, we also had, you know, the, the two uh, reporters. Um, well, and the voice of the Burns and the reporter Lou there for the state, and then we had uh right. the two skeezer coaches who come in and said, you know, you know, before you guys say we're all this, you know, we're just doing the best we can, but we are preparing for a season. And right now, I mean, shoot, you know, uh, Johnny's playing a team from from North Florida, so you know they're they're full steam ahead. And um, I guess you know the parents yeah. are there and the parents agree with it. So that you know we were talking just talking about that option with you know giving the parents an option. It sounds like the skeezer parents are all for it. So uh, with that, man, I mean, it is what it is. You know, everybody's out there. They, they've they heard it. They can listen to it. They can listen to the podcast again tomorrow and uh, develop their own opinions. Yeah, no doubt. And, of course, uh, we had a parent on as well. You, you, you mentioned uh, all the coaches that we had in here. Now, we did go player-free tonight. You know, we wanted to get the, the coaches in here, the decision makers, those guys who are in the grind every day and day out that they, uh, you know, they're having to do some things a little differently. And, again, like I mentioned, the parent all the way from North Augusta checked in, uh, Mr. Tim, and don't forget about Bulldog Burke. Oh, man, how about that saluting now? And we've had multiple, I would say, uh, individuals come in here, and, and I want to thank Coach Waters for checking in at a last-minute request. And, of course, uh, Coach Kimry checking in as well. So we had First Baptist, we had Hammond, and you talked about the young man, the running back, is Mikey Dukes. And, and, and a lot of people – Weren't sure where he was going to go. They knew he was going to go big. I mean, he had offers. He could have gone anywhere. Of course, I had a lot of friends over there, and, and uh, Ryan Weekly is one of those guys. I think Ryan's son actually graduated with Mr. Dukes, played basketball uh, over there at First Baptist. But uh, he looked at me, being a big tiger he was, he said, he lowered the clips. And I said, how do you know? Of course, he was right. So he should have uh, maybe played the lottery that night. But, uh, of course, uh, but he knows a lot about, you know, how to develop kids. I mean, you know, we give – you know, the guys even over there at the charter schools, you know, a lot of credit. You guys take a lot of guys who may not have started somewhere else, and you turn them in to not only five-star players, but five-star dudes. You know, you heard about this young man, C.J. Stokes, that we're hopefully going to get in from Hammond. You know, we, we want to open up the door a little bit. Maybe this is God's way of, of, of letting Southern Sports Central do something, you know, a little bit, because what we'll do is we will focus – uh, you know, on uh, that game, North Florida, First Baptist, and we'll air it right here on the uh, on the broadcast, you and me, and we'll find somebody else to run some sideline duty. But uh, we'll show some love. And, again, you know what? If that's what it is, that's what it is, and, and we'll make the best out of it. I do want to thank all of the coaches, all the, you know, all those who put in some uh, some time tonight after being on a football field or, or being on a Zoom call because that's, that's a real thing as well. But uh, all you guys who, who checked in with us, and Eugene, great job tonight. Social media, by the way, on Twitter world, when you follow us and you get to see all these quotes from these coaches, players, beat writers, I'm trying to think. I don't want to leave anybody out. Oh, and parents, by the way. That's Eugene. Eugene does a great job, man. Uh, you got a future in that thing over there called social media, brother. And I do appreciate you helping out and getting uh, the two coaches from the Steve's League in here. And, again, I like what you hear. Both Coach Waters and Coach Kimry talked about culture. They talked about we're not just going to take a dude, a one-year dude. This is not the transfer portal into Skeezer. And, and I think a lot of us, I'm guilty too. Hey, I admit it. I really thought, hey, if they get a five-star dude from the area and he wants to come to your school, are you going to turn him down? 
I, I don't know if that happens or not, but yeah, I, 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 it's an interesting conversation, Eugene. It is a different conversation, and like I said, you know, I mean, it, it's going to be up to it's going to be up to uh, gosh, you know, the problem is now that I think about it, there's too many hands in the pots everywhere. Everywhere you turn around, man, and and I'm, I'm going to go back to one of our first callers, man, and uh, it, it might be a time to make a lot of changes. Now, I mean, I'm not like I said, I'm not trying to be an anarchist. I'm not trying to say down with the high school league. I'm not trying to say down with this or down with that. I just think there there's enough opportunity right now. That there are a lot of people who maybe have a little more free time, a little more resources, a little whatever. Um, you know, if you're not trying every day to either better yourself as a person, as a player, as a coach, you're just sitting there, you get passed. Right. So I just think, you know, every day is an opportunity, and I think it's time to seize an opportunity and um, maybe turn maybe uh, turn something beautiful out of a tra- tragedy. Uh, maybe, you know, it's like that, the memes you see with the uh, – flower growing out of a crack in the concrete and so um you know i just uh there's there's so many personal opinions i just choose to keep to myself and i try to stay with the facts as as much (laughs) as possible but um and it's hard to do that sometimes but uh you know i i I welcome but what i love i really 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 love i love respectful debate you know not not calling names and not going at people i know someone went at you recently um i love respectful debate because we can disagree, and I can throw out some facts and figures, and you can throw out opposing facts and figures. And then at the end of the day, it's like, all right, I get you. All right, I get you. You know, you give them a fist pound, and you go in your own way. You know, there's no Sometimes you just got to agree to disagree. Exactly. And I, I love debating people, and I love I love yes, respectful <laughs> debate. Yes, That's you an do. understatement. It does love to debate, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Because he and I do that a lot. We just don't do it on the air. But on the air, boy, it is you can tell it's like a family deal here on Southern Sports Central. We are family, okay? He's a public schools, your school, my school. It's all our school. It's our mission to get these young men and women heard. Because you read about them every day in the paper during their season. You might watch a highlight or two of them throughout their season, but you hear them right here on Southern Sports Central. And we are very blessed that we have an ability to be in many homes and in many, of course, uh, I, I would say areas across the state of South Carolina. We've also gone in to Georgia. We've gone into North Carolina. Of course, like I mentioned, Cedar Grove earlier. That's a big school for us. We're partnered with those guys. You get up there to Mallard Creek in Charlotte. You go to Olympic High School, and there's Davidson Days up there. There's a couple of other ones. Of course, Coach Greer's up there now. We'll add his name to the list. They've got a former – Oceanside coach down in Florida, we'll probably add them to the list. We're going to do whatever we got to do because we don't do it as much for the coaches. No offense, guys. We do it for your players. And, again, if I rubbed you wrong a little bit earlier about your baseball team, I apologize just a little bit because I don't like to hurt your feelings. But the reality is, come on, guys, baseball is like a 24-7 sport. They're playing 362. Yeah, there's a couple of days. I know 365 days in a year, but you also got New Year's, Christmas Day, and Thanksgiving. I'm pretty sure you're not playing on those three days. That being said, the show has come to an end. We want to say congratulations to uh, everybody for making it through another day of COVID-19. On behalf of myself, Richie Altman, Eugene, we are excited to be on the air Sunday night. Join us live right here at 6 o'clock. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Eugene, you got 10 seconds, buddy. Stay safe, sweetheart. I love you, and I'll talk to you later. I'm guessing that's for you guys. On behalf of me to you guys, stay safe, honestly. Thanks again, coaches, for all that you do. Players, all that you give. Moms and dads, 
all that you continue to give, guys. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday night live right here on Southern Sports Central. Where it began I can't begin to know it But then I know it's growing strong Wasn't the spring And spring became the summer Who'd have believed you'd come along Hands Touching hands Reaching out Touching me Touching you Touching one. 